Hello and welcome to Net That Hall. This is the double game week 22 matchup show, chip strategy special. And for the first time this year in 2023, we have all three of us. So I'm, of course, FPL Nima. I'm joined by Gabriel at FPL Lens and at FPL Mariner, who's managed to run back to a hotel in Athens just to make sure all three of us could be together again. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, I've missed the last few. So thank you guys for steering the ship in my absence. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd pull up uh, the talking heads version of the video and just see how you guys are getting on. Have you got your FPL hat back on? Because it's felt like an international break to me. I mean, in short, no. Um, look, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Nima. The only reason I'm on tonight is because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. I've not even thought about FPL since. <laughs> so I actually need to figure out what's happening. So uh, nobody wants to be asking me for advice this week. I'm actually going to be asking you lots. Uh, but no, um, it's nice to be on and... Uh, because I, hopefully the uh, the gremlins won't kick in in Athens and I'll be able to stay on in this super little holdout in this hotel right now. So, yeah, nice to be here. How are you, Gabe? Are you all right? I, honestly, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm doing okay, but I didn't want to be reminded of FPL because I thought <laughs> I'd be clever in Captain KDB <laughs> last game week. So um, it, it's, a little, it's a little brutal to kind of come back to the reality that I missed a hat-trick captain <coughs> from the most obvious captain in the game. Um, but I'm glad to be here nonetheless, <laughs> despite my woes. It's a green arrow, so to hell with it. Did you did you triple captain Holland in a game week 20 like me? And me. Yep. It, it's the double whammy, right? It's triple captain <laughs> yeah. Holland. He doesn't perform. Like, oh, maybe, he, maybe he'll get rested. Maybe he's not doing so great. Captain KDB, and then he slams that hat trick in your face. I thought I had it tough, but it sounds like FPL philosophy of the week couldn't come quick enough for you to put last week behind you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, that's exactly right. I haven't seen this, so I can't wait. What is it? Oh, God. It's a David Hume quote. I'll let Gabe take it away. So uh, David Hume is a Scottish uh, philosopher, empiricist, um, naturalist, skeptic. Um, I know you love him already, Mariner. Um, so, Sound, uh, sounds like he me, said, apart from being Scottish. Yeah, exactly. He said, generally speaking, the errors in religion are dangerous. Those in philosophy, only ridiculous. And the I, I think the, the reason that this quote kind of jumped out at me um, this week is the, the errors the, the errors in religion are basically errors in dogma and dogma itself is an error in my opinion. Um, so errors in, in dogma that like you don't you never allow yourself room to change and to improve and to, to get better from your mistakes or anything like that. But if if you can, look at the errors in philosophy and see like for example i i captain kdb instead of instead of the most obvious captain all the time holland right um that was an error in philosophy i can laugh at that right but if i am if i am dogmatic about it right then i will only rage against that error and i won't see it and then i'll, I'll never learn from it so um yeah the errors in religion are dangerous those in philosophy ridiculous why don't just have a rant and be done with it? <laughs> this was his version of a rant. It's just the philosophy <laughs> professor's hat on. Um, exactly. I, 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 right. I, I know Mariner's rants are a bit more unsavory, perhaps. Um, well, what yeah. did you call I it? Mean, it was blue in the air. Yeah, the, sky, the air's blue. It was blue this <laughs> week as well when Harland gets his when, when he gets his hat trick right. It's just bloody typical, isn't it? Just just bloody typical. Mm. You wait ninety, you wait one hundred and eighty bloody minutes. 
and he gets one poxy goal and then God, it, it just was written in the bloody stars. So us three, three plonkers, pissed our triple captain chip up the wall and now we're sat waiting to watch Rashford go completely nuts this week. Which I, I feel like it's two weeks too. of, yeah, um, two painful weeks ahead for us. Whatever transfers we make. <laughs> The captains we captain will all be over 200% EO for the next two weeks. Well, there is that. I mean, I think what you've got to do, and the only way we can defend and anybody else who has done what we've done, and there's a few, I think you have to go for a, I think you have to go for a combination punt in around those players and hope to God that your combinations pay off. Then you might be, then you Cas might be all right. I think that's the only way. Casemiro in. Casemiro in. Maybe. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure now. I was thinking sure about now. it. I'm not so hot I on it too. since the Ericsson injury. And yeah, me too. There's a few that things that have thrown me a bit. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there, I'm sure. Um, let's. Uh, so on that note, why don't we talk just five minutes about the kind of the double game week schedule ahead. Um, some chip strategies as well that, you know, I just thought we'll do the normal matchups after. But I just thought it'd be nice to put some graphics up if you're on the podcast come to about five and a half minutes into the youtube and you can freeze frame these uh graphics that we're going to show as well but um before we do that i just want to give a couple of quick shout outs to everyone who's here live thanks for tuning in so kk's first in here in the chat good afternoon good to see you fpl sparta claire fpl lovely to see you one of our haulers um one of our youtube members thanks for supporting the channel uh nick khan good to see you amigo blue danube joe fpl popo we also have Kevin Rose, FPL Safa. Akshay's managed to make this one live, which is great news. Catherine as well. She's keen to see us go live early, as am I. And then Akib has said we have mercy on him for once. And we actually started at a time where it's not 3 a.m. in the morning for him. So he can also finally tune in live. We've missed you, Akib. Speak for yourself. My body clock tells me it's 1.41 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm still, well, on, I'm still that somewhere note. over. I'm still somewhere over India. I think my body clock right now. I don't know quite know what's happening. But anyway, let's go. Yeah, let's go on that. A quick shout out to Dom as well, um, who's talking about differential captain potentially when everyone triple captain. So let's go to the schedule. Um, so this is obviously from Ben Krellin. He he does this as a partnership with Fantasy Football Hub. Just thought I'd give some credits to him. There's a lot going on in this graphic. I'm not going to try and explain it all to you. He has you know, <coughs> comprehensive tweets that explain this. But the bottom line is, obviously, uh, Man United play tonight. It seems unlikely they're going to get knocked out the semi-final of the League Cup. So we can assume now that the blank in 25 is pretty much confirmed. And that will be Man United and Newcastle, who are the two finalists for the League Cup final, and their opponents, Brentford and Brighton. Also, the FA Cup fifth-round draw has happened which will lead to a blank game week in 28. And then also, I think that's for the fifth or sixth round of the FA Cup. And then in game week 32, the semi-finalists or quarter-finalists of the FA Cup, they will also blank in 32. So there's a lot of blanks ahead. Obviously, we have two quick double game weeks in succession now in 22 and 23. So in 22, Leeds and Man United both double. In 23, Arsenal and Man City both double. 24 is kind of a normal game week. 25 is the blank we discussed. There's some possible doubles in 26 and 27 for the likes of Arsenal and Liverpool who have some fixtures to reschedule. 28 could be a big blank. 29 will probably be the, one of the biggest doubles of the season. But please do bear in mind that there's an international break between 28 and 29. And we may not know the 29 fixtures till like game week 27, 28. So that makes it very hard to bench boost in 29 and wildcard in 28 when you've then got a two-week international break. 
30 and 31 are probably normal. 32s are blank. Going forward from there, 34 is going to be another big double. 37, a moderately sized double. And then again, maybe some sprinkled smaller ones in 35, uh, 36. There could be some other smaller doubles. So what does this all mean, you ask? That's a lot of information I appreciate. So <laughs> basically, what it means is that instead of trying to explain it all to you, I'm going to go to the next slide and give a shout out now to our friend FPL Harry, who's put together a brilliant little graphic of potential chip strategies. And he's got kind of a A, B, C, D, E. If you're on podcast, come and take, take a look at this. I'm not going to read it all out. But he's done this very well. I've put a link in the YouTube description and podcast description to his chip strategy video where you can hear his thoughts. And the reason I'm really uh, wanting to pull his expertise into this is that if you guys remember when he came on Net That Hall and we interviewed him, we asked him, uh, people in the chat asked him, are double game weeks overrated? And he actually said he thought that was ridiculous because his best game week ranks every season are based on his chip strategy around the doubles and blanks. So if there's someone I know who consistently is getting like sub 10K game week ranks whenever he uses chips, it's Harry. So I like the way he's laid this out. I thought what we could do for the haulers is just give a small taste of what we're maybe thinking. Um, I think for me, I'm looking at option B. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at option B personally. And I'll give you my logic for that. So my logic, Chris, is um, I'm going to be building a team for the blank in 28. And those similar teams are going to be blanking in 32. So I want to free hit in 29, which is a big double that I can't bench boost because there won't be enough notice. Get 11 great double game weekers with the free hit in 29. Survive the 32 blank that I've set up for in 28 as well. Then wildcard straight out of that in 33 the week before my bench boost in 34 so that I don't have to worry about the people I want to bench boost getting crocked in the meantime. That's <clears> my <throat> current thinking. I think the second best option is probably um, option A is there where you could wildcard in 29 and then free hit the blank in 32. But then you're bench boosting in 34 a long time after your wildcard. So those are my two favorite options. Some people might free hit in 28. I'm not so keen. I think I can get through 25 with no chips. 28, I don't think it would be a very appealing game week to, you know, uh, free hit. If you go back here to the blank, you know, the teams that are blanking, I think if you end up free hitting, you're going to have pretty much the same team as those who didn't use a chip, just maybe one or two extra players who play. So I'm not so keen to waste my chip there. I see more upside later on. But yeah, I just thought this was a good five-minute segment. But I know it's a bit early. We're far mm. away from these weeks. But do either of you have a preference between maybe A to E and uh, Harry's options here? I'll tell you what, I'll start. Um, I, this is the first time I have looked at chip strategy. Honestly, it's the first time I've seen this slide. I love this slide, by the way. Well done, Harry. Really like it. Mm. Um, by what you've said to me, that no doubt we will get shafted by not knowing what is happening in 29. Free hit 29 is, to me, takes away a lot of the pain. It takes away the unknown. And I also like the idea of a bench boost following a wildcat. I know you don't quite have as much time to benefit from that wildcat, potentially. That's the only yeah, thing. That, that, that is, that wildcat is true, a bit yeah. later. But I still think that the template looks to me pretty strong right now. And I think maybe Wildcat 33, Bench Boost 34, and then, you know, take a sprint to the line from that way probably appeals a bit more. I probably then agree with you. I think A is the next option. Um, the rest, none of which really. Yeah, so I'll explain why I don't like the C and E, which are the kind of the free hit 28 options. And one of the main reasons is historically... Um, I was quite religious, as Gabe said, in the philosophy about always free hitting in blank game weeks. 
But last year was one of the few weeks where I actually free hit in a double and it made a huge impact for me at the end of the season. I was able to, um, you know, really set up my team well for that. And I think with that in mind, I really like the idea of if I can get 11 double game weekers potentially on a free hit, that's 22 fixtures. If they play, you know, the games, that's just 44 appearance points right there without a return potentially. So obviously I'm not counting penalty misses and red cards, which also happen in a double game. Weeks, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but aside from that, I just like that kind of idea. Whereas let's say in a blank game week 28, let's say I can only field eight players. Free hitting to get three more players for six appearance points, that doesn't seem like it has the same upside. So where I am in my rank, you know, I'm about 800K. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I'm about 65 points from top 100K, which is always my target. And I just feel like I need to do something quite aggressive with that free hit. Um, I guess it also helps that Arsenal are not going to blank in some of these blanks. So like... That's also another thing where most of us will have triple Arsenal for the double next week. They might have a double 26. Um, there is one small thing I should say, which is that 25, which is the blank for Newcastle, United, Brighton and Brentford, that could also end up being a double for Liverpool at the same time. Yeah, that. So that's another kind of thing to factor in. Um, yeah, there's a lot that could change. And I just want to obviously... Stay Wait, hold, hold on. You, you, I, you guys are talking like it's easy to get eight players out for 28. Who are you thinking? Three Arsenal, three Newcastle... Kepa, that's seven. So that's seven, and then get? I make a. Tr- but this is what I mean. So between you're now and bring in Leon Bailey, no, but it's the transfer. You're gonna bring in right? Boardman player, like who? No, but, right, but, no, but what, I, what are you gonna bring in Chelsea player? Like who are you gonna? You're gonna uh, transfer these players in? But we'll yeah, yeah, be, be, because then I'll also time. have them for blank thirty-two. That's what I mean. So like, yeah. I will free hit twenty-nine. So I'll get the double game because I sold in twenty-eight to set up for twenty-eight. Sure. Then free hitting the players I want, and then kind of try to ride out game week thirty-one without oh so 30 and 31 so there'll be two game weeks where i've potentially sold assets i actually want in prep for these two blanks as you say so but i could harm myself yeah that, that that's what i'm thinking you're bringing in players that are, are not they're just not good assets that you wouldn't want to own whereas there are there are some opportunities for a free hit in 28 in my opinion triple villa unai emery yeah. going against bournemouth go Bandia, get history. watkins you know that like that's that's a nice differential to have. Um, it is, but I guess my else, question you know, is: ch- Let's say I have two Chelsea, free transfers. Game go triple Chelsea, Mudrik, Havertz, mm. and and Felix, and João Felix. Like, but that's the, six these players, are, these are right? Different. But that's six players. So you're gonna then yeah. have to on the free hit go without certain players other people have, like maybe triple Arsenal, triple Newcastle. So you, if if you assume everyone has Kepa plus the other six, there's four positions that you could go differential on the free hit. But I could use two free transfers and buy Watkins and Buendia. Or I could get two of the four you're going to get on free hit for free. And then I could take a hit and have three of the four you're going to buy. Do you see what I mean? And, so, and, and but very you hurt your team there. in the process. That, that, well, like the... Not necessarily. If, if they, this is what I mean. So it depends how it lands, obviously. Um, like teams could get shock yeah. defeats. Like that's the other thing. Like let's say um, there's more fixtures South, than we expect. Southampton might lose, boys. Southampton might mm-hmm. lose. Well, just once we've beaten Luton, we'll beat Southampton at St Mary's as well. The, the Mariners. So you know, so Southampton are out. So there you go. That's the, <laughs> that's the easy thing to say. No, I mean, look, uh, you're right. There could be a shocker. There could be a shock result or two. I just look at this and I see. Um, you know, you'd, you would probably would bring, I mean, like you said, Nimi, you'd probably plan to bring some Villa in to get through 28, right? Mm. Because look also who they play in 30. Forest yeah, at home. 
Yeah, so that's what I mean. So as long so, as I think as long as they have a fixture in the blank and then they do have good fixtures before you wildcard, <laughs> that can be quite tasty. But I do agree with Gabe. I think I guess the main reason I wanted to show this, and it is very early, there's still a lot of information <laughs> we need to gather and fixtures need to be confirmed, is not necessarily to pin down our strategy to one of these plans. I think you do need to stay flexible. And last year was an uh, example of this where I was going to wildcard in like 33 bench boost 34. And then suddenly the Chelsea double got announced in 28. And I actually wildcarded in 28 and bench boosted in 29. And then free hit in the double later on in 36 when, you know, others might have been bench boosting, for example. So I think you have to be adaptable. And if like the you see an opportunity to make gains and things change, fixtures drop, there's shock exits from the cup, you need to change your plans. I'm not saying get wedded to this, but I guess the overall mm -hmm. summary of the reason I bring all of this up is it is actually genuinely relevant to game week 22 and 23 in that there are very few doubles left to use the triple captain. And that kind of brings us on to today's show. So we will come back to these strategies as the mm. weeks go on and as we know more. I think like Gabe could be right and me and Mariner could be deluded when we see how the fixtures land. But for now, I guess what I'm getting at is if you've not used your triple captain, you would probably be looking at a Man United asset this week, maybe a City or Arsenal yeah. asset next week. So I feel like these are the two weeks where you kind of attack what we know, the you know, Champions League and Europa League aren't back yet. This is the time to potentially use those triple captains. The way I look at triple captain is, is, is one extra player. You're getting one extra player worth of points in reality. If you bench boost four bench fodder who all play twice, that's eight extra players. I know they're not as good as the one extra player you're captaining, sure, but that's still seven more extra players. So I do feel that your bench boost free hit and wildcard strategy, that will define your season much more than your triple captain. Totally. And I so I think this is the kind of time to... Just make your decision. Do you go for United this week? Do you go for City or Arsenal next week? And just be done with it. Get it out of the way, I think. That's my opinion. Because you're going to potentially want a free hit or wild card in 29. You might want a free hit in 32, the blank. You might want a, you know, a bench boost in 34. That doesn't leave many game weeks for triple captain. And then double game week 37, this is just worth noting, that's going to have the Champions League semifinals either side of it. So it's kind of mm. like... If you do then try and triple captain one of these assets from the big teams, what if they're in the semi-final? So it's kind of like attack what you know, get that chip out the way. I don't think it's the most valuable out of all of them. And then that kind of brings us to the matchups, I suppose, um, which is looking at game week 22 and addressing whether people should maybe triple captain. But before that, a quick little plug. If you're in London on the 18th of February, we will be hosting the next FPL meets. We have about 30 FPL managers RSVP'd already. I'm expecting 40 to 50 FPL managers. Um, we're going to watch the 12.30 kickoff, Arsenal versus Villa. They'll also have the Newcastle-Liverpool game on TV at 5.30. They don't show the three o'clock games in England, but there's six of them, I think. So there's like eight fixtures that day for game week 24, which is quite exciting to celebrate your green arrows or commiserate your red arrows with other people. And yeah, they're, they're totally free. You just DM me or FPL Meets on Twitter and come along and uh, have fun. There's also one in Manchester on the same day if you can't come down to London. So do consider going. They're totally free. It's just a nice, safe community to meet other FPL managers and kind of enjoy the game together because, you know, your wife doesn't really care if you're captain blanked or your bench missed a penalty. Like, they, they truly don't <laughs> give a shit. I'm telling you now. But being around people who really care, you're going to have a great time. So do reach out to me if you're interested and um, do feel free to come along. It's very welcoming and he made me the legend that is FPL Dread. That's the, the one you want to meet. That's the one. Dread. Oh, is yeah. You have He's to. Legend. That is so On that funny. note, I feel like I need I to somehow upload. I need to upload the video of uh, the meets in January where he captained Rashford and I was on triple captain Harland. 
and he thought Rashford was coming off injured. And there was people singing to Dread. He had his face in his hands. But he still had a smile on his face. Come full time after Rashford's hauled. Dread is there celebrating like a smart and warrior. So I'm going to see if in the background while the show's going on, I can try to like upload the two little 10 second clips of Dread. So you can just see the raw emotion that he's happens. In, he's in. We're talking about him. He's listening to us. He's oh, he's here. Oh, good. <laughs> good to see he's in there. He's here. He's here. Anyway, come on. Let's get on with these matchups. Yeah, let's go to the matchups. 20 minutes. Let's uh, cool. see, what's, see what we've got. Let's see who the first one is. So the first one is Chelsea versus Fulham, Gabe. I'll let you and Mariner take this one mm. away and I'll chip in with any thoughts. Go ahead, Mariner. Do you, no, can you, you see it all right? First, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see it fine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So on my stuff, uh, fixture difficulty, very positive for Chelsea attack, 2.2. Um, so I'm starting now to think that if 2.2 um, is, is between two and three goals for me, if I if I is it what I'm starting to predict? Um, Fulham, on the other hand, quite neutral, but you know, again, wouldn't rule them out. Never can. Zonals are very very flat. Not a great deal happening there at all. Um, and then what we've also done now, Gabe, as you know, has started to show big big chance matchups, shots on target matchups, shots in the box matchups, and also headed matchups. So you can see that uh, Chelsea. Um, are predicted to get, for example, nine shots in the box. So that looks fairly positive for me for Chelsea, if you ask, if you're asking me. Uh, but mm. Fulham, on the other hand, look like they've got the better headed opportunities. So that could be a Mitrovic day. So do you want to sell him? Do you want to make that extra transfer to a? Uh, I can't say his name. What's his name from Leeds? Gnonto. Gnonto. Tonto. I don't know yep. what his name is. But anyway, look. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, do you want to make that transfer for what you probably see are two pretty shitty matchups for Leeds, um, and then maybe have to then take an ex, maybe take a hit, an extra hit, perhaps. I'm not quite so sure. Um, that makes me mm. think I've, I, I am contemplating holding Mitrovic for that reason alone. Um, Gabe, what about your stuff? <laughs> Well, from the shots perspective, it's a pretty even matchup, I would say, just across the board, whether it's um, average or home and away. The the net XG is interesting. The, the the home and away, which is the one that's you know we that's probably more accurate. It's a Chelsea point nine nine, Fulham point five eight. Um, so pretty kind of like um, muted stats for for both of them. Um, Fulham significantly worse at away. Uh, Chelsea's about the same at home. There's not much change there, but Fulham would would be one point one eight if we were if it were just taking the average, and it drops to point five eight when we factor in home and away. So, so I think I think that drop um, kind of supports what you were saying, Mariner, about the two goals. Even even though the Chelsea number is only point nine nine, I think the the fact that it drops would probably say that it could be more than point nine nine. Um, that that well that, that would be Fulham attack though, but the headed matchups is that enough to play Mitrovic? Don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't know whether it's worth the four point hit. That's the point I'm making. And I know it's you've got, but you've mm. got to make that extra transfer. I mean, I could be proved wrong. And, and again, I'm considering a double game week. And if I would move to it, it would be the double game weaker. And then he could probably rot. But then I'd have to probably sacrifice um, Andreas. For another midfielder somewhere down the line at the moment, I might need Andreas for 25. So mm -hmm. that's my thinking behind 
maybe just kicking the can down the road for another week. I mean, <laughs> maybe, if we look at full from, from Dubai rather than Athens, because that's where I'll be next week. But yeah. <laughs> If you look at Fulham, like uh, tactically, right? They they want to create from the left hand side with with William. Um, the fact that the matchup is better on the right, I, I think, doesn't bode well for for Fulham. So I, I really the the only kind of shining light I, I see potentially for Fulham here is is that headed matchup. But headed matchups are so unpredictable that I don't know we can hang our hat on any of that. So, I mean, I'm currently starting. The I'm I'm benching Mitrovic. I have. Like I'm starting White against Everton, Estupiñan against Bournemouth, both uh, Newcastle defenders. My midfield is packed, and then Holland up up top. So, um, so Mitrovic is on the bench for me this week. How do you see it, Nima? Do you do you still own Mitrovic? Sadly, I do. I can't wait to sell him, but I might not do it this week. Yeah, so I think I'm realistically gonna sell him for Enketia this week and just prep for my third kind of Arsenal player for mm -hmm. the double next week from now. Um, there, there's a few things. Originally, I'd considered Kane to like Nonto just to get like a double game weaker. But with, um, you know, Sinistera back fit for Leeds and um, they've signed another attacker. They, they're just, I'm not so keen on Nonto. I feel like it'll be a problem later down the line for me. So, yeah. and I also don't really want to sell Kane because the fixtures after that City game look pretty decent. So I'm now considering just, not worrying about because I was going to do kind of Almiron to Bruno funded by Kane to Nonto. Now I'm thinking, forget Nonto, just get Enketia away at Everton and have him for the double. Bring him in now. Mitrovic is a problem. Deal with it. Get it out the way. And then I need to decide between do I do the De Bruyne to Bruno Hokey Koki or do I do Almiron to Casemiro or Anthony, God forbid, um, as, as a kind of one week punt for the double because I can't get to Bruno without selling De Bruyne or Kane. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And on that note, Andreas is staying as it is. I think if I move to a 3-5-2, then I would be keen to kind of upgrade Andreas at that point for like a Brighton mid potentially. But with them blanking in 25, I'm not sure I want to go there yet. Um, Mitrovic is just a straight goner. So Andreas is surviving just purely because of my formation and shape. And I feel like I can get more from Mitrovic to Enketia than I can from kind of selling Andreas now. And then finally, like, I've learned my lesson with Ward. I'm just going to play Kepa every week. I don't care who they're facing. While I have Kepa on my team pre-wildcard, I'm just going to play him every fixture he has. And thank God he doesn't blank in 28 is all I can say. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of my thinking. I am keen to watch Chelsea though going forwards um, and see how they manage to fit like their 20 attackers onto the pitch um, in a match and who ends up being a potentially good asset. Because there, there is going to come a time when I want... I've still got Reese James, for fuck's sake. Like, he's on my bench. Um... <laughs> You've just made my day. You've just made my day. I love it. Oh, oh brilliant. Yeah. What the so fuck have you got him for? What, are you, what the fuck have you been doing? You've so been I think I'm just... You've been on a different planet. No, so I saw Cancelo first. I just had enough of Cancelo, so I ditched him. And... Um... <laughs> Yeah, I did Cancelo to Shaw a while back for the last uh, United double. And I used that money to upgrade elsewhere. Um, but I guess the reality is um, I'm in a situation with James where the fixtures aren't so bad, but he isn't going to be rushed back. Like they keep rushing him back and he gets injured. So they said he's going to play a part against Fulham. Like, does that mean cameo for 50 minutes? Does that mean sub on for 10? Who knows? So I'm going to see how he does in this fixture, how many minutes he gets, see how he's looking. 
see what Potter's thinking with 50 players at his disposal because he kind of registered them all. Um, and then basically I'm going to decide, do I do James to like um, a Man City defender potentially for the Man City double in 23 or do I just hold on to James? So I'm, he's potentially my way to my third City asset. Um, but we'll talk about City when we get <laughs> you, to their fixture. You tell yourself he's going to play, but he ain't going to play any minutes for <laughs> weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna I mean, play. He's gonna I play. Mean, look, if, they, if, if these morons look. bring him back and they break him again, quite frankly, they won't fuck him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he needs to be brought in very, very, <laughs> very slowly this time. How many more times? Honestly, it's stupid. And especially with the amount of players they've got, quite frankly, they don't need to play him, do they? So no, I think I think they should. Uh, why do you own him, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to deal with Cancelo and Foden. Uh, I had Cancelo and Foden to get rid of first. And I just kind of thought I can get more money from Cancelo than James. And at the time, mm. by not taking a hit to sell James to Doherty for the Spurs double game week that some people did, I had Bueno come on as a sub for, you know, eight points or seven points or whatever it was. So clearly, like, holding James got me seven points. Not through James himself, hmm. but through the sub that he gave me. So I, I, I thank Look, him for one, that. One, one thing, uh, Chelsea, like <laughs> Mudrik is Mudrik is very interesting because he's he destabilizes because of because of his dribbling and, and he gets in the box. So I'm looking at that shots in the box number, nine shots in the box. And I wonder how much of those will how many of those will be created by Mudrik dribbling into that left hand side. So my eye is on Mudrik, especially for that uh for that blank game game week could be interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Should we keep going? Yeah, let's go to the next fixture. So Everton versus Arsenal. I'll let you guys have a stab at it first. Right, okay. So uh, where's my stuff? So not so positive for Arsenal with respect to fixture difficulty uh, away. Never is. Um, don't tend to score an awful lot away from home. I don't think Neymar. That's from my experience. Um, but defensively, very much defensively stronger. Uh, but of course, Everton have don't have Fat Frank anymore, right? Apparently, by what rumour I heard. So I do. I did watch a little bit. The only thing I've been keeping an eye on football is the FA Cup, really. And the mighty Mariners. Come on, town. Now, anyway, I keep, I'll keep getting these plugs in. Um, stop putting that stuff on the bloody screen. I can't see what I'm doing. Um <laughs> Zonals <laughs> Z- I've only got a little screen Zonals um, Don't suggest much Again, very flat these Zonals Right now, for me um, Again, shots on target It suggests Arsenal uh, If they do <laughs> If they get the chances Which they may do They are hitting the target So Interesting game, I don't know where you are with this I think Arsenal might have too much for Everton, if you ask me. I think they'll. I think they will win. Even though I think it'll be a tougher game than perhaps some might consider it. Yeah, I, I think the there's very little to tell from from this matchup because Sean Dyche is in, and then these are all exactly. fat Frank numbers, right? So yeah, um, you know. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm wondering. I mean, surely Sean Dyche will set them up in a four-four-two, right? I think this basically. I think the the Dyche signing kind of kills the careers of Onana and it will be because they will just be two center mids that just sit there and block things and and play the ball wide to like McNeil to send the ball forward to somebody. 
So, um, but I don't know how long it will take Daesh to to get the, the side settled. I don't know that they may be in total shambles. I mean, at the end of the day, you still have Seamus Coleman at right back, right? Um, so that's going to be something to attack. So Martinelli looks uh, particularly kind of tasty in this matchup, in my opinion, even though it doesn't show quite so much in the numbers. Um, I think Everton have been worse at home recently, but again, with Daesh in there, they, they could improve. So this is kind of like a like a wait and learn from from the fixture in my opinion but uh yeah. but it's nima's arsenal how do you i mean i'm, I'm sure nima's not not worried in the slightest about going to, to, to like i would have liked to play frank and put the nail in his coffin ourselves but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always that, a bit of a concern when you come up against the new manager isn't it it's always yeah. that you, you always there's, got there's that a little bit of a niggling doubt in my yeah. mind um it's actually yeah. a question i think i saw from an um, fpl teacher he just kind of says is new manager bouncer myth in your opinion so so i think they've actually shown like with data that at least for a few games generally like the players kind of a lot of the time i guess the way you gotta look at it is a self-fulfilling prophecy because a lot of the time managers only get sacked once they lose the dressing room and then once they've lost the dressing room those players are playing crap but then when a new manager comes in they're playing for their future and a starting 11 role potentially so they suddenly stop playing crap because there's a new manager who hasn't lost the dressing room. So I do think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where they suddenly arrive and play football again. And you're like, oh, right. Like they could do this the whole time. Who knew? Um, so how so that's kind of one of the things you I seen, say out there. But how many times have you seen these fucking snakes turn up <laughs> and do this to the former manager? Right? You see it all the time, you know. How many more times do you see them turn up on the first game? And I'm not, as I say, I don't think they've got enough to beat Arsenal. I think they've got enough to give them a game. And I think, you know, with the, the crowd's going to be up, well, maybe they won't because it's Daesh. <laughs> but, but in any case, you know, I mean, he has got the ability to keep teams up sometimes, but most of the time, shall we say. So, so, so there is um, one thing I would say. I've seen some um, talks of like, obviously I have two free transfers um, and normally you roll them to get more information. And I kind of need one Man United player only, really. So there was some talk of like, could you just like get your Man United player, like say KDB to Bruno this week and roll the other transfer and see how Arsenal do in this mm -hmm. fixture and get another week of info of like, okay, now that Trossard's there, who does he impact? Everyone assumes it's Martinelli, but who's to say that he doesn't get brought on at centre forward? You know, who's to say he doesn't get brought on instead of like Zinchenko or Xhaka if we're chasing a game? Who's to say that Martinelli doesn't, you know, who's to say that, you know, Martinelli doesn't go through the centre and Enketi is the one who gets subbed, even though Trossard doesn't go in the middle. So I think there's a lot to wait and see. And one of the reasons we got mm -hmm. Trossard was he's very versatile. I would say I don't see him... Like, he's come in knowing he has to fight for that starting place. And he wants it. And he believes he can get it. But you've got a team that's five points clear at the top of the league. They've got this dynamic to get to where they have. The manager isn't just going to drop one of the players who helped him get there. Like, yes, sure, his expected minutes will go down. Maybe it's 70 minutes instead of 84 minutes. But I just don't think that we've seen absolutely anything yet to know what it means. So you could argue that for someone like me who's looking to bring in Enketia, do I really need him in this away fixture against Everton where the attacking FDR doesn't look great? And do I just kind of get my third man United then next week figure out what to do with Arsenal? Because I also have Ben White. And part of me is thinking I would love to have triple Arsenal attack. So if I had two free transfers and didn't blow it on Enketia this week, 
I could reshuffle, you know, White could become a City defender. That would allow me to, you know, move Almiron onto like Saka or Odegaard and still get Nketiah. So there's like, there's so much I could mm-hmm. do. And that's something that mm-hmm. I would say is, I think it's a good fixture for us, but I'm kind of considering like, is having an extra transfer and knowing how the Arsenal attack will settle more valuable going into game week 23 than just jumping early now. All of that your... aside, Nketiah, by the way, I just want to say on him, like, I do think he hogs a lot of our chances in XG. So, like, I have zero doubt about him, like, being in the box and trying to get the goals. So, his kind of non-penalty well, XG since the restart is through the roof. Can I can I just uh, say one thing about Nketiah? I think the way Nketiah plays and the, how he plays differently from Gabriel Jesus, I think that has been one... One of the reasons that why um, Odegaard has been so productive lately, because what, what Nketiah does is he he pushes the back line and, and he's, he sits on, on that last defender that he wants to turn. He's learned how to really use his hips to turn that last defender. And then he's been he's a lot more physical than he used to be. Um, I, I was telling um, Gerard FPL uh, uh, Pavilion that um, that he used to Nketiah used to look like Usman Dembele. He doesn't look like that anymore. If you look he's, at him two years ago, physique, yeah. Yeah, his physique yeah, so, has so changed. He's been doing a lot and, of work. And him pushing, yeah, so him pushing that back line has opened up space in the in that attacking mid area for Odegaard to take more shots. So, like tactically, Inketia is a better fit for Odegaard. When Jesus comes back, I think that could have a, a different impact. But but to your point, Trossard is he's so versatile. He, Trossard can play wing back, for example. Yeah. Um, and Martinelli's not going to play wing back. So so it's it just it just makes the Arsenal squad Trossard makes them a lot more complete, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think I like, just, I like that idea. So just what, like moving just to like one, triple attack just one later. transfer, just one transfer yeah. this week. I, but the issue is, if I was doing one transfer, I am limited to someone like Almiron to Casemiro, <laughs> or yeah, that's the best or, transfer could, of the week, or KDB to to Bruno. Bruno yeah, then, nah. and then I'm gonna yeah, and then and then then what? Then God help. But, but, but then it could be either goal, back to KDB Mahrez the week after. <laughs> Yeah, Mares or KDB back, but um. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next fixture. Uh, yes, we'll let's keep going. We're talking, these. talking too much. So Villa versus Leicester. <laughs> next. <laughs> Does anyone have any of these Basically. assets? Um, not now. No. I think if they're not FPL no. relevant matches, um, so thirty-eight minutes fifty. If anyone wants to come and look at all the data, we're not going to run through it for this match, but um. I guess the only argument to be made is I saw a debate earlier, which was, should you be using your transfers now to prepare for these two double game weeks we have? Or should you be using your transfers now to prepare for the blanks? And which one do you think is more valuable? I think I attack the double game weeks ahead and deal with the problem later. I'm not scared to take hits when it comes to the blank. Just go for it. You just go. You've got to get. You need those double game week players next week. I'm not saying you need them. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with you bringing the Arsenal player in this week. If I'm honest with you, um, so for me, but yes, get ready because then that that spine of that team, that six player spine, takes you through almost to 28. Right? It takes mm. you almost to that. Then you've just got to sort of like just nibble around the edges of this template. So no, for now. Don't worry about Aston Villa, but I'll tell you what, I'm interested in them looking at those fixtures in the distance. I am yeah, quite so interested. blank in 28. Watkins, Watkins is a great asset, I think. Would work, yeah, for sure. I agree. 
Don't yeah. forget our friend Leon Bailey, as Dred says. Um, no, so okay. yeah. Just a quick note: if you were <laughs> one of, if you were one of the many uh, Kepa and Ward owners, is there anything in the defensive FDR for Leicester here that would even tempt you to go Ward over Kepa, or is it just no, no chance? No, no chance. No. No. Let's go to the next no. fixture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brentford versus Southampton. Um, I think there's a few people who still have Pero, you know, buried on their bench somewhere. <laughs> and there's some Ivan Tony owners who got him in and have, you know, done all right, considering that he's still not banned. And it sounds like those appeals could drag on for years. But um, is there anything about this fixture you guys want to call out, apart from that it looks like a very tasty fixture for Brentford um, with the 1.99 uh, you know, net XG compared to 0.99 for Southampton away. And that's, oh, that's also the average, support- and that's also supported by the fixture difficulty uh, and the headed matchups quite strong as well for the, mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at Brentford at home against Southampton. I know Southampton probably picked up a bit, but that said, I think that this is, right, this is Tony week, isn't it? He's probably due one, so he's probably due as well. So play him, keep him, and hope he doesn't get banned. Yeah, just kind of deal with his <laughs> blank when it comes in 25. See what comes first, a ban or a blank. Yeah, I think the problem you've got with I mean, 25, if... though, is that if you've got players... I mean, most of us love Manchester United players. We're going to have to think about benching, right? Or selling. But I'm not going to sell them all. I won't, I won't sell Rashford. I might sell Shaw. Might sell Shaw, but I won't sell Rashford. Um, so we don't want. We've got to be just that one eye on that blank. Just one eye on that blank. I don't think it's too difficult a blank to get through because we we all own Trippier, so he'll be on the bench. Almiron will have flogged by then, not for sure, right? Definitely. But if you've got another one, you've got a Brentford player as well. That all of a sudden cleans you out, and then you might have someone like Patterson who's coming back from fitness, coming back to fitness supposedly soon. And then you, you might have you, Ferguson who's picked up a knock or well somewhere on the Ferguson bench. or Bueno or any of those. And then all of a sudden you're a bit thin. So you've got to just keep an eye on that Brentford asset if you ask me. It's yeah. you know, it's it's tough because these these blanks, like the the upcoming Brighton blank kept me from Mitoma. The upcoming Brentford blank and the impending ban keeps me from Tony. And I think these are great assets. I think Tony's gonna absolutely yeah. haul this week. Yeah. He's a good, good chance, isn't he? He's probably one of those players who stands yeah. out. I, he would be, you know, top of my shopping list if it weren't for that blank. Uh, I mean, like, I would lose Mitchell Tony points, this right? week. Yeah, Mitchell I mean, Tony this week and be done with it if there was Easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Teacher and I, teacher and I were trying to do an Algo 11 this week against sort of like a grass against stats sort of VOD, but we never got it done. We will get it done soon. But, but Tony was in my, Tony's in the Algo. Mm. Let's go. Let's go to the next fixture. He's very strong this week. I agree with you. Very strong. Speaking of blanks, obviously Brighton. um, I feel the people who went early on Almiron to Mitoma last week definitely benefited, Um, and they still have some very juicy Brighton fixtures to come up before uh, the blank. So, is it too late? What would you say to someone who wants to still go get that Brighton player now, and they maybe have the ample bench cover come twenty five, but are considering free hitting? I just feel like Matoma against Bournemouth at home. Like this just screams like a haul I'm going to miss out on because of a blank again, which is super frustrating. I mean, look at the matchups. Look at the look at the like, fixture difficulty. Look at the zones. 
look at the shots on target. Look, I mean, everything there, you know, everything tells you that this is Bournemouth are in a bloody mess. They are really poor away from home as well. And I think realistically, I am gutted. I do not have Mitoma. I am gutted. Um, so, so here's a Mitoma or Casemiro for this week. I still think I Casemiro see what you that. mean. I was I know Casemiro, but I, actually... I know what you I know what you mean. But do you honestly think can Mitoma outscore Casemiro with two games? That is the question. Two home games. Remember Manchester United. I would, I would bet, and I'll, I'll say this here: forty-four minutes, thirty-five seconds. Matoma's going to outscore Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> he could do. Maybe I should just do Alba <laughs> onto Matoma and forget my bloody Bruno KDB hokey cokey. I hate the Bruno KDB hokey cokey. <laughs> it's it's the extra transfer. It's the it it just smells bad. Like the reason it I got stinks. KDB right was for the game, the two double game weeks. To then use two free transfers to bring him in, right. and <laughs> to, 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 to the whole point of why I got him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why, and that's why, oddly enough, we're we're all talking about a defensive midfielder for a double game week as your third Manchester United asset. But the thing is, it saves you for a start. It saves you a hit. It saves yeah. you a hit. So it saves you four points. I mean, Casemiro needs one return in that two game in those two week in those two games, and you, I think. You are probably uh, at least on par, at least for going. I'm just going to give you some stats, by the way, real quick. So since the World Cup, Casemiro in ten games has three goals and four assists. Bruno in ten games has three goals and three assists. Yeah, I, I just want to put that out there to muddy the water. I, I mean, no, no look, stats, no yeah. xG, just um, no, no. super unreliable uh, output data of like goals and assists that yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't really care about. But still, it, it's still going to rock the boat a bit. Yeah, well, I'm going to rock the boat now, and I'm going to throw the question at the coach. What is what is uh, Ericsson? The miss, the loss of Ericsson. What is that going to do to those? Well, why don't two we do assets? that in the Man United? Those two match. assets. Yeah, let's all right. Let's save it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll get to that. Man United. That's a good anyway. question. Table that. Why are we talking about them? Because oh, because of uh, Mitoma. Because Mitoma we want to bring Mitoma in in, instead of Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Wait, it's like three o'clock in the morning to me. I ain't got a clue what planet I'm on. Keep going. All right, let's go to the next match. I think the bottom line is, if you've got the Brighton players, you definitely keep. Um, I'm not convinced I'll be looking to buy as someone who's trying to get through the blanks with no chip usage at all in 25, 28, 32. Um, it is worth noting Brighton have a lot of double gamings coming up, but they also have a few blanks coming up. So it's going to be super hard to navigate when and which Brighton assets to get. Um, but I'm really envious of the people who moved early last week on Almiron to Mitoma. Some even did Salah to Mitoma and even that worked out well. Good job. So, Good job. Man United versus Palace then. I'll let you guys read out some there data and then we'll get into the Ericsson debate about what impact that might have from a coaching perspective. Right. So, I'll start with this one because I, I just love I just love that Palace drop when, when they're away. Like their average for net XG is 0.52 against Man United but then away it drops to 0.05. These are like Forest and Bournemouth numbers <laughs> which, um, which obviously strongly suggests a clean sheet for United at home. Um, that will come as a surprise to nobody who's been watching them and been seeing them uh, get clean sheet after clean sheet at home. 
I'm going to go back. So, someone moved it. Okay. Yeah. That's me. I must have just yeah. touched the screen and it yeah. moved it. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then from the shots perspective, again, it's it just NetXG and, and, and the shots really like a, a united kind of romp of Crystal Palace here. Uh, 1.48. Like raw net XG number uh, for home away isn't that high. I'd expect it to be higher given the given those shots numbers. Um, but I, I could see two or three goals from United in this one. Yep, I, I see three nil. Three nil. Honestly, I can't see. I think I, I just yeah they might score Palace, but look they're just not creating anything, and I think that's the point. And I think looking at this, it's it just suggests you know Manchester United very strong at home. You need three. Which three? The simple question, which brings me back to what I was asking you before. So now I will ask that question since I got shot down before. So now here we go. <laughs> Gabe, you already know what I'm going to ask. Which one do yep. I buy? Which one do I buy and why? Casemiro or Bruno? And the the, the backstory of that is Ericsson's injury. Okay, so um, I guess Ericsson... Ericsson leaving leaves a hole in a more advanced position on the field. So I guess I guess the question is, do, does that um, does that cement Casemiro more to a defensive role? Is the question because I, Ericsson doesn't really at this stage he w- didn't really provide that much defensive cover, did he? Um, he still knows how to position, he knows where to be, but he was more he would link that kind of the back line to the kind of attacking midline. So I, I don't I don't think the loss of Ericsson kind of drops Casemiro into a more defensive role. I think Casemiro's role is pretty constant, and it is a defensive role. But when 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 United needs something, it's Casemiro that steps in, that steps into that hole. He comes in with the header. He comes in when when the front line can't figure out what to do. They have the back line pushed. Casemiro's a he's he's like he's a, he's a natural leader, right? So. Um, so I think, like at the end of the game, Casemiro's in the game. If they if they need a goal, um, or if they're just dominating that midfield, I think Casemiro would would still be uh, pretty involved. So as uh, yeah. Sabitzer steps in for Ericsson, Sa- Sabitzer is a, a more natural A, but I don't know if um, I mean I think first of all, it's going to take time for him to to come into the team and carve out a role for himself. And if it changes the roles of other players, then even more reason to work him in slowly. So so I don't think Sabitzer is going to come in and play a major role just yet. Certainly not in uh, in this game week. So you're not, you've not cooled on Casemiro on the basis of Ericsson's injury? No, because I mean, I think the case for Casemiro is one of convenience. And so it's instead of going the extra mile to bring in Bruno... You just you go Almiron to Casemiro and and it's a it's a nice double game week player and you hope for the best one return and a, and a couple of clean sheets would you know you'd be happy with that that's like eight nine points over the over the double game week I think I think that's fine and you save yourself a transfer and you don't take hits I think that's the case for Casemiro the players coming in and out I, I don't think it'll change Casemiro's role drastically in one game week. Fair enough, I, I'm warming on it. I have to say. Um, I like the idea of not selling KDP. What's the point of selling him to buy him back? I'd, yeah. You know, I'd sooner actually then take uh, Casemiro up to someone like uh, Mares following week, and then that mm-hmm. would give me three City. So that'd be Mares, KDB. Um, was that three City? Who's my third one? I've got a third one. 
Holland. Holland, sorry, of course. Holland. We just don't even think about I'm that so guy. So stupid, anymore. you don't even think about <laughs> yeah, him anymore, do you? <laughs> exactly. You don't even think of him. Um, and and that then means that I then probably uh, take uh, Mitrovic down to Nketiah. So, do any of you have love for double defense? By the way, do you have love for double defense? Do you have love for double defense, guys? So, um... I don't hate it, but surely I'm, I'm playing for FPL for fun. No, but it, like, let's say instead of selling, <laughs> instead of selling De Bruyne, like instead of selling De Bruyne for say Bruno or getting Casemiro for Almiron, if these, if we're saying Palace struggle to score, and we'll see obviously the Leeds fixture in a moment too. But if we look at the defensive mm -hmm. FDR and data for both matches, the question is like, is it better to just get like a second United defender than Casemiro? Like, I think Bruno is obviously like I can see the appeal there, but. Casemiro just feels like yeah. we're trying to be too smart and shoehorning in a third just because he plays for mm. them. And I think that's kind of what Gabe is also saying. Like, Ericsson in or out doesn't change too much of Casemiro's role, I don't think. Who are you going to buy? Defence. Which one? Juan Bissaka, 4.2 million. Off. <laughs> 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 to be fair, to be fair, he's actually programmed to score his points-wise predictions are not too bad. I did. I was I did about to say, him. I bet you he's I at was... the top of the bloody captaincy <laughs> metric, mate. He's, no, he's not. No, don't be stupid. But what I'm saying is that I actually thought to myself, I thought, I know who he's going to say here. I know who he's going to suggest. And you were, I was right when it was the cheapest one. The cheapest one's the answer to that, isn't it? Clearly. But then you know, then you can, I suppose then you can rot him on your bench for twenty. If you can rot him on your bench for twenty five, if you want, can't you? Of course, easily. Could go. Yeah, Patter Patterson to Wambasaka. Yeah, true. Or you could go Reese James to Wambasaka, Nima. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but what am I meant to do with the money I freed up? I, I buy Mares next week for Almiron. That's what I'll do. Mate, what you need to do is there donate you yes. to somebody else. You've got that much cash. Once you've once you've once you finally realised you still own Reese James, you'll be able to sort it out. Anyway, let's keep going. Let's go to the next <laughs> one. So Wolves versus Liverpool, how the mighty have fallen. Um, there are still some Salah owners out there. Oh. <laughs> There's a deliberate mistake on it. I've still got Crystal Palace and Manchester United on the zonals in the middle. <laughs> oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I can't remember what I, I can't even remember what the bloody scores were. Oh my god, hang on a minute. Wait. So Akib oh. says, Nima, you're a naughty boy today. So yeah, so I'm just trying to sabotage my co-hosts who are doing better <laughs> than me in FPL this season and get them to buy players like Juan Bissaka and Casemiro and trying to make it seem like a valid debate with fake numbers like goals and assists instead of XG. <laughs> you just keep you keep talking. I'll just check the fixture. I'll just check the FDR whilst I'm um, whilst you're uh, talking. Yeah, yeah no, sorry. Guess, um, do you want to talk about the net XG side instead? Because that is yeah, well, we can go with the net XG. But so uh, the average is uh, is about the same as as the home away. Um, Liverpool one point five eight away. Uh, Wolves 0.99 home, suggesting kind of like a slight advantage to Liverpool. Maybe a one nothing, maybe a two one kind of thing. Um, yeah, especially given uh, Liverpool's defense, potentially a two one with a uh, with Lopetegui improving Wolves' att attack. Um, the 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 shots models here are are interesting. Obviously, they're still red for um for wolves. You know, let's see, forty three percent chance of a clean sheet for Liverpool's is quite high, especially given the um given their troubles in defenses this season. The shots on target goal predictor wolves certainly don't get many shots on target. Sixty two percent 
chance of clean sheet for Liverpool according to that model. So, you know, if you're going somewhere in between that, maybe 50% chance of a clean sheet for Liverpool in this one. But Wolves at home, Lopetegui changing things. He's Lopetegui creating this kind of like fast, squirmy team. I'm sure Teacher can tell us more about him, uh, about Wolves in his uh, in his podcasts. So so check them out. I, I do think Wolves get a get a goal in this one, but um, but I expect uh, Liverpool to. I mean, yeah, Liverpool should edge it, but I'm not too confident in them. I I still own Salah, and it's painful. Yeah, I've got the matchups now. So Liverpool's slightly positive even away from home, but only slightly now, 0.9 against Wolves. Um, and then in Liverpool mm. defence, not so only minus 0.7. And quite frankly, that suggests that Wolves are crap. Because Liverpool are awfully away are awful away from home. Uh, awful, awful, awful. Uh Liverpool's big chances and everything. So yeah, 9.5 shots, uh, 5.3 shots on target. Not, not it's okay. They're okay. I mean, what I would say is that it also supports uh, Wolves' shots on target at 5.4 and 9.7 shots in the box. And that's because Liverpool concede so many chances away from home. So many chances. I can see Wolves scoring here again. I can see Wolves scoring. Yeah. I, I They're in a bit of a mess of Liverpool. I, that's a strange thing. I wonder if Wolves might turn them over this time. Hmm. They could tactically. I, I mean, I think I think Klopp's in trouble. They they've bought two. They've spent a lot of money on two overrated players in Gakpo, and obviously we we know Dar- Darwin Nunez and the problems there. They got Harvey Elliott playing on the left wing, cutting inside. They got Mohamed Salah stuck on the right wing as a left footer. He's not coming inside. He's just stuck on that wing now. Um, they have a threadbare midfield. They, they have uh, James Milner is still on the friggin' team. So is Jordan. This, the team is a disaster at this point. Uh, I don't. It, it's been what's quite happening the fall, with Trent and I think it's come well. from the bad signings. But like, what's happening with Trent mm. as well? Like, do we see like him potentially like not starting again? Because like he he just been dropped last game. I think like I, I saw mm-hmm. people who brought him in. They did like a Cancelo to Trent 10 minutes before deadline. And then five minutes before deadline, the news came out that Trent didn't start and they were just bloody heartbroken. <laughs> um, I, I think what I would refer to is uh, our friend Press FPL because he wrote an article about the double game weeks and blank game weeks. And in terms of Liverpool, he basically said like, sell them, but be open to the idea of very quickly maybe bringing them back for the doubles if they come in 25, 26. So, mm-hmm. so my kind of view is that there will come a time when I will probably buy Salah and Trent yeah, again very soon. Like I know I'll do it because things change quickly in football and I just can't imagine it being this fucked for this long. Like at mm. some point, like they're going to have to pick themselves back up and maybe it's when some of the injuries improve with the likes of Jota and Diaz and, you know, maybe when Gakpo is in. But you, you are right. It just feels like it's been a tough one for them this season. I didn't see this kind of fall from grace. Um I was convinced they were like Jota a and Diaz. The, the Jota and Diaz injuries are massive for Liverpool, and Price has been high on Liverpool all season. I, I think I think he's been too high. Like he started after restart with with Robertson. 
I talked to him about wildcard. We, we chatted a little bit and, and he kept bringing Liverpool defenders in. I'm like, I, and I never really understood that. I think Liverpool are a hard avoid until Louis, uh, Luis Diaz and uh, Diogo Jota are back. But once you they're back, the I, think, I think that their attack will fire. And those will be the two to get, Jota, Jota or Diaz. Yeah. What I would say is that uh, I tend to agree with Nima here. I would make sure, one of the reasons why I would contemplate holding, holding KDB is I have got a player in that price point if that double game week is announced to very, very simply jump back to Salah for a double game week. So uh, Salah can, you know, I know, Gabe, I know what you're saying. They are in a hell of a mess. But he's going to be very, very highly captained in a double game week. Um, people will bring him in. And if he hauls, he's going to really hurt you. I, I think he's a victim of his own success. I think he probably is, yeah. Because if you look yeah. at like the talk around the narrative that like Salah's been like the worst ever, 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 and that De Bruyne is player of the year and he's incredible and such a great asset, they have the same number of fucking points, man. Like, hand me a tissue to cry on. Like, what is this bullshit that KDB has been playing so much better? Than Maybe just because we expect less from KDB, but he's the same fucking price. Like. Yeah, okay, KDB gets more assists. Salah fucking bags goals. And I, I know he's not been doing it as much now, but their points are the same. Their price is the same. How has a narrative formed that Salah no. scoring the same number of points in an underperforming Liverpool is just this shit asset, but KDB in like one of the best squads ever assembled in the history of football, matching him for points, he's incredible suddenly. So I, I just don't get I mean, that narrative and how it's formed, yeah. basically, because well, they're scoring the same. I own right? them both. And they both suck. I own them both. It sucks. I wish I had Matoma over either one of them. <laughs> you, you two. You two bloody useless. One of you on Reese James, one of you on Mo Salah. What the hell's going on? I, I mean, the point I, I would say is that I, I, I genuinely think that if Salah, if a double game week's announced in 25, I will own Salah. There we go. Cool. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, we'll, we'll breeze through some of these fixtures. Yeah. Um, so Newcastle versus West Ham. Um this is similar to the Brighton debate. It's like, do you bring in like more Newcastle players now knowing they're going to blank? Um, it's a tough one. Um, I envy double defence owners because like that seems like it was such a wise choice to make weeks ago. This this is a worry because looking at this fixture difficulty, this tells you not to take out Almira. <laughs> that, 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 is, that, is, that is true. But I think it's, it's the idea that Almiron was like doing so well pre the World Cup, and like just yeah. even his like non penalty XG per game was so great, and it genuinely is like 0.1 XG per game averaging now since the World Cup. So there's a there's a kind of similar sample size of when he performed really well, and when he's just kind of like reverted back to Almiron. I think. Look, the way I look at it is, do you take 15 weeks of data on Almiron doing great and scoring 10 goals? Or do you take 140 games of data on him not doing so well? I know it's different manager, different system. His confidence is back. I get all that. But when there's opportunities to get like an Arsenal mid or a City mid or another Man United mid like Bruno with double game weeks coming and knowing there's a blank, I, I just have to jump. I just mm. can't do it mm. to myself. Like, mm. he, I, I don't like, yeah, like I just, but the defense on the other side, it's like, I'm pissed that I only own Trippier. In Sky Fantasy, I have triple Newcastle defence and I've had it for three weeks now and it's taken me up the ranks. So I'm like, why am I playing Sky differently to FPL? Um, 
why don't I just have like triple? Maybe after the blank, I just go for fucking triple Newcastle defense and just play them every week. Pope, I was going to say, uh, Shaw, I was gonna say Trippier, yeah. like anyone who doesn't earn double Newcastle is going to get hurt again. This double Newcastle defense could potentially get hurt again this week, and that's me included. Look, but I want to go back to this attacking yeah. fixture difficulty for Newcastle. I'm just going to go across my numbers. So 2.2 yeah. attacking fixture difficulty tells me three goals. Um, central matchup, good. Green, bright green, four. Still not as high as some. Right matchup, reasonable, 3.7. Left, not so good, 2.4. Um, big chances, 3.1. Shots on target, five. Shots in the box, 10.8. There we go. There's a big number. And I'll tell you what. That is worrying. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what. I could go Andreas to Casemiro. To keep Almiron for this fixture, and kill Pal, who you bench Almiron and then uh, and so, sorry, yeah, so then I'd who bench would you Mitrovic. bench Mitrovic? Then I okay. bench Mitrovic, yeah, okay. I, that's I I don't I don't agree with that at all. I th- I think the Almiron, <laughs> <laughs> like we're 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 using we're we're using team data to define a player that whose role has changed because of recent tactics. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's right to even go and say, well, who is Almiron historically? Because like you said, okay. Nima, different managers, different tactics, different teams and all of that. But currently, what has happened differently at Newcastle, I think, is the question. And the, le- the, the right will always create for the left. Uh, Newcastle will always be that side with, with Trippier and, and all of that creating for the other side um, or, or, for, or for the center. Right. So what's happened with that with Almiron is that rather than playing um, short passes in the half spaces, right, with combining with with uh, Trippier and, and, and Bruno Guimaraes, um, what's happening is the balls are coming from deeper and you have balls from Botman and balls from Fabian Scher and they're bypassing Almiron. So so they're not playing through him anymore and creating those the, the same chances for him. While Newcastle's data looks good, I'd like to see Almiron's data specifically, and, and I bet you anything, his all of his chances, everything has dropped, uh, despite mind, Newcastle maintaining good stats. Yeah, but bear in mind, this is the reason these matchups are so good. This matchup is so good. Remember, is because West Ham away from home are not so good, right? They are. This is clear. These are matchup data. This is not just a. I mean, it, it, this is not just as this is the big beauty of what we do at Net That Hall. This is when you're yeah. matching one up against the other. This suggests mm-hmm. that he could that there could be some joy for him this week. I don't think I'd discount him quite as fast, Geb. Mm-hmm. He got an assist. But where, where, where does it suggest it? I yesterday? guess. Did he get an assist last night? I think he did. He did, but now mm-hmm. Bruno Gimaraes is banned for the next. But that's few true. No. No Guimaraes. So, but so what does they've, they've signed Anthony Gordon as well, right? So uh, say Maximan's <laughs> going to want to leave if he doesn't get minutes. That, like if we're using the argument that Trossard signed for Arsenal, sell Martinelli this week for a hit against Everton, then like, you know, they just signed Gordon, Isaac's back, say Maximan wants to play, Bruno Guimaraes is out. Like, why is Almiron on hold when uh, another winger has come in to take minutes from him? Why is it only Martinelli that's a sell? And I think the other side of it is just the sheer number of people selling him. So with Almiron, I think there was some FOMO. I didn't have him before the break and I brought him in. He did some good games in terms of points returns after the World Cup. But when you look at like just this game week alone, he is now the second most sold player with 430,000 sales. It would not surprise mm-hmm. me if that goes up significantly before deadline for those double game because we were talking about. And it's also just from the risk reward perspective. It feels like if there's a time to risk him hauling, now won't hurt me as much with the sales. 
and he's been steadily being sold after some blanks anyway. So this isn't the first week he's one of the top five most sold players. This has been happening for a number of weeks. People went to Mutum. So What's that's what I was going to tell you. I was just, so, yeah, that's what I was just interested to know. So his EO was still 65% last week, Aye. but it was like 80% before. So it's been significantly dropping and he's got more sales this week than before. I think come Friday, if he's on six, 700,000 sales, and then some people are going to bench him, as people are saying in the chat, because they don't know who to bench. People are debating benching mm -hmm. KDB or Kane to play Almiron. So if you're me, I would be benching mm -hmm. Almiron over KDB or Kane. So in that scenario, people are selling him, people are potentially benching him. I reckon he could be as low as 30% EO and I'll take a risk against a Almiron who I believe can't keep converting at that rate. Like I'll take that risk at 30%. I might not take that risk at 80%, but 30% I'll take that risk. Um, not for Casemiro is I guess what I'm saying, Mariner. Maybe that's why you're so nervous because you're looking at bloody Casemiro. Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the point. And, you know, I think that's why I think, you know, I'm almost probably throwing a ball up and then decide which one I want which one I want to sell right ultimately it's, it comes down to that mm. um I just do I don't know I don't know it it it's just that that matchup I, I get drawn into that green on the screen and that 10.8 looks very juicy and you know he got an assist last night and what's to say it's West Ham West Ham away why don't, why don't we put this message up on the screen from FPL Popo which I think is quite interesting take on the how, how the Gimarish uh ban will impact Newcastle so he's saying that it should mm. mean you know you got St. Maximan potentially starting on the left Joe Linton dropping into the midfield and then it will be St. Maximan on the left creating for Almiron in what is quite a juicy fixture so I think that's quite an interesting take um Dred talks about the Almiron Hall coming as well so I, I think the reality is someone here just asked Akibas should I do Almiron to Matoma now or next week I think if you're going to do it, like now is the week because Matoma's fixtures just as good, if not better. And with the blank Matoma has, like you want to get as many matches out of him before that as you can. Um, so th th that's a good question. But I don't know if you guys think differently. Would you just hold out Miron because this is a nice fixture and save the transfer? I think I, I, if I'm going to take Almiron out, I'm going to take him out for, I'm, I'll take him out for the double gamer game week. Mm -hmm. That's, the way I do, and, and I think that would be it. I just like I said, I just accept he's gone, uh, and then move to the double game weaker, and then move him straight off, move Casemiro over straight off again, straight on to uh, God help me, Rio Mares, <laughs> someone like that. But that's probably what I would look at doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the idea of Matoma, but I don't think I would overlook a double game weaker over Matoma this week. I'm at and I am drawn to those two home fixtures for Manchester United very strongly indeed. <laughs> yeah, I, need I, I think three. So well. I need I, three. I I don't think I don't think I agree with uh, with Popo's take on on what will happen at Newcastle with the Guimarães suspension. Um, it, if it does mean ASM will start, uh, Samaxima is not a a player that creates for others. He he dribbles and creates chaos and disrupts to create for himself now chances for others may result from that disruption but it's not a they're not i, I don't think newcastle is going to expect almiron or not almiron but uh san maximan to all of a sudden be the one to start like pulling the strings and passing the balls and creating the chances that's just not what he does and then to shift the creativity to the left and not have the creativity come from Trippier. Um, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how doing, doing any of that. So, um, I, th I think Almiron is, a, is, is an easy sell and his, 
despite yeah his stats aren't great and and he's not as involved in the attack as some of the other players are right now mm-hmm. if anything if you if you want a newcastle attacker callum wilson would be the one there you go Mariner. that's that one's for you <laughs> yeah so so joe actually owns him I mean, but the, oh, there you, yes. Callum Wilson's the one. Callum Wilson's the one. But what we're going to do? Move to Callum Wilson for one week, and then move him to Enketia because who else have we got? Because I mean, you know, I I actually think no, the you, you wouldn't Harland buy him, no. route. I think Kane and Haaland is the route, right? To be honest with you, I think owning both, and then I think it's that third spot, and that third spot's super valuable right now. And I think it's Nketiah's. I think it's yeah. his. It has to be his. He's his numbers are good. I, I genuinely think that's a. It, it's a it's a complete no brainer for me. It's just he comes in like you said, Nima, this week or next week for me. Yeah, next let's get the let's get the final two matches out of the way, yeah, um, guys. Do keep putting your questions in. I am starring them, so when we get to the Q and A, we will specifically answer the questions that you guys have been asking during the stream. Um, shout out as well to Thomas Jones for tuning in. Thank you for the kind words. Forest versus Leeds. Obviously, Leeds are the other double game week team this week. And I'm sure the next final fixture will be United versus Leeds. Um, there's a few things in the chat. Val asks about Almiron to Rodrigo for a minus four hit. And Mikey mentions injury rumors on Rodrigo, which I've not heard about. So <laughs> it will be good for me to look into that while we're talking about this fixture. But yeah, what do you guys think here? Um, Forest have signed Kayla Navas. Uh, from PSG uh, so that's covering Dean Henderson I think them and Chelsea are competing for who can buy the most players in a window but aside from that what do you guys reckon here are you if you've got free Man United already which a lot of people do Mariner is there a huge opportunity for Gaines here to get someone like Rodrigo as long as he's obviously no. not injured I don't think there is I, I, I don't think there is this is Forest at home Forest at home are a different beast Right, and my honest view, this matchup shows to me this is very positive for Notts Forest. I think Forest will mm-hmm. beat them. I think Forest will beat them, I, and then you're, you're then hoping that uh, you know Leeds Hall another in the other double in the other double right against United at Old Trafford. They're both right. away games as well, which doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't I, inspire confidence. Yeah. No, it doesn't at all. I mean, look, if you're gonna go. Go with the five million forward, but then you might only be holding him for one week, and then you're going to move him over to Nketiah next week, right, or something like that. But if if I if you're going to have a little bit of a dabble, dabble on that spot, if you ask me. You reckon? But, I think Rodrigo's like obviously mid playing a striker, non-turn. No, I suppose you could move him on. Back. I suppose you could move him and then move him on another week. I suppose yes, yes, you could. Yeah, that that's the thing. I feel like if I had to, like I originally wanted non-turn, as you knew, but yeah. I'm now kind of thinking if I was to get one, it would probably be Rodrigo. Um, I just think it's a luxury move. If you've already got three Man United players yeah. and two free transfers, by all means, go for it and then buy like an Arsenal mid or a City mid next week. But yeah. I, I just don't know if I'd be looking to go to Rodrigo at the moment. The other um, thing, any final right? thoughts on this fixture from you guys? Well, I was Otherwise just going we'll go to bring one other thing up. Look at Leeds' uh, predicted shots on target. I'm just having a look at this shot goal. Predictor. Oh, shots two. on target, sorry. Two. Two. Very low. Very low indeed. So, again, I just think <clears throat> this is quite a tough matchup for Leeds to the extent that Flaming Aurea popped out of my Algo 11 <laughs> as a sub. There we go. That tells you that Forrest at home are a different beast. It also picked Brennan Johnson, and it would have started Brennan Johnson, by the way. 
So there we go. I actually think Forest will win this game. I would not. I'm not going to invest in Leeds this game, double game week. I am only owning three Manchester United. That's it. Fair enough. Any final thoughts, Gabe? Or should we go to the big, juicy double fixture of United home to Leeds? We we can go on to the next one, but um, I didn't have all of the data for it, so I, I didn't include Oh, there it is the, one um, more. Sorry. Oh, oh, we, still, we still have Tottenham City. Um, so I, I've shared that the last one, the United Leeds slide, I've shared it in, in the chat. So if some, if you could just um, oh yeah, I've got it, maybe yeah. share that screen. I, 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 you see it? Yeah. Let me so just um, yeah, Tot- Tottenham versus, well, well, we can do Tottenham versus City really quickly here. Uh, Manchester City with a 1.76 net XG away uh, at Spurs with a 1.19. Um, suggesting you know goals in it for for both sides that you know obviously that strong central matchup um for city i think is propping up all in once again um <laughs> i still can't believe he only gotten uh, eight points on that in that double <laughs> okay. um and what what i will say is uh manchester city have their shots have been improving lately um, their their shots models were were kind of like mid table for a little while, and the past few weeks certainly with um, with Holland's hat trick recently, um, they they're much better. Um, so I, I think there's a com- again, it should be from a data perspective a comfortable city win, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it's it's going to be quite tricky. It'll be. Yeah, it's, Spurs always give City a run for their money, especially at home, yeah. don't they? I agree. I agree. And if if Kane was was Kane sick last week in the did was he ill for the cup? Because I know he missed it, didn't he? Um, but he, he didn't. He wasn't in the squad. But if Kane, so was I think Kane. Will, yeah, I think Kane will be fine. But the more right. pressing concern is, as uh, Joe says in the chat, Conte's just had a surgery and he is not going to be pitch side for a number of weeks, which in FPL terms could be four to five matches for Spurs which is quite a considerable mm. length of time. Um, I guess the question is, like, what's going to happen without the kind of coach there on the sideline against Man City? Like, you know, they they are at home. Obviously, there is the home crowd, but could it be a complete capitulation without the coach there? I don't know. Like, that is just an additional worry. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it is an additional worry, but like you say, Spurs always give City a game. I actually think that I wouldn't be at all surprised if we don't see returns from both Haaland and Kane this week. So Kane was ill, but he was at the ground. So yeah. hopefully he'll be fine. So I, I I mean I'd be quite happy to play I'd be quite happy to play Kane. Don't bench Kane for God's sake. Not, yeah, not please, please don't City. bench him. Manchester City concede goals away from home. Right? They do. So yeah. and they concede chances and Kane's got the ability to put those chances away. So yeah. So from my side I've no problem. Harry Kane's a, a solid, solid hold or not bench. So I'm going to just pull up um, the Man United Leeds one that you sent me, Gabe. I'm just going to switch to share screen. It doesn't look as pretty because I'm doing it through a WhatsApp screen, but it's still the same data, right? (laughs) Yeah, we we can see it. We can see it. Please, you're thinking about it. Please, you've got the ability to think on your feet, Neil, because I haven't, not with IT anyway. Um, look Look at that matchup for... Four for Manchester United. That this could be a hammering. This is really juicy. This is why it this is the one thing that makes me think about Casemiro is am I going to, you know, am I risking missing out on a Bruno Hall here? That's my D 
deep worry about this Casemiro punt because this matchup, look at the matchup, it is just screaming goals for Manchester United. Uh, four fixture difficulty. Zones are actually pretty good. Big chances, 4.1 big chances predicted. How many of those is Bruno going to create? I expect him to create some of those big chances. Um, and, you know, 9.7 shots in the box. He might not have those shots, but, you know, again, five is it 5.5 shots? On, is it 5.5? It is. 5.5 on target, shots yeah. on target. Everything supports it. Gabe, I think your numbers support a haul as well. Mm-hmm. Are we, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, are we risking this? Are we? Should we? Are we actually being a bit negative by going Casemiro over mm. someone like Bruno, and then you know just take the four point hit on the cheek next week when a lot of people will probably be you know people may there may be a hit or two around next week anyway for the double and just go with the strongest potentially the strongest FPL asset on paper, which is definitely Bruno. So Fernandez, just mm. to add, he was only 5.5% ownership, effective ownership last week. Yeah. Um, and right now he's got 512,000 transfers in as the most transferred in player. That could end up being close to a million transfers income deadline. Um, his ownership won't skyrocket because I don't think many will then go and captain or triple captain him. But with kind of people like me who can't triple captain Rashford because I already blew it. Rashford, let's say he's close to 200% EO. I'm probably going to gain absolutely nothing from Rashford in this double game week. And then it's like, if I don't have Bruno, who was at a low ownership and could still maybe only go up to 40, 50% EO, there's like a huge haul potentially I'm leaving on the table. Um, It's a tough one. I, I do feel like having to sell one of Kane or KDB to get to him is what's causing me issues. And I don't really want to sell Kane for Nonto to do that because it's just another fire. But honestly, I'm heating up on this De Bruyne to a Bruno move just for a brief uh, period and then maybe do Bruno back to KDB or Mares even next week. So I don't think I would I'm go thinking. back to KDB. But what I would do probably then is if I was doing that, I'd then leave enough money in the bank to be able to get back to Salah because I would in want to do week. that. You've got to think if you're going to do that, don't then spread the money around and then you can't get to that. You can't potentially get to salary in 25 if that's what you wanted to do, because I think that's the that's the key. It's very tempting when you've got that money in the bank to spend it, right? Yeah. Now, Podna makes a good point that if Bruno's going to haul versus Leeds in 22, what will he do versus Leeds in 23? So kind of then selling him for a City player when he then has another good fixture. I'm I'm sure the FDRs and NextGs will look different when United is away and Leeds is at home, but you'd, you'd think it's probably still a good game for them. Yeah, keep going. I can check that actually, but I'll just have to, I'll just have to try and find it on my computer whilst we're still talking. I'm just going to go back to the um, FDR for Game Week 22 and beyond. Um, if we're done with the matchups, Gabe, unless there's any final thoughts you have here, I guess nothing here points no. to Rodrigo. Um, so really, the Forest game is the one that you're getting him for, and Mariner records Forest will win. So make of that what you will. Cool. So this is. I've just removed the wrong thing, I think. <laughs> I can't find that. I can't find that file either. I'm, I'm on my laptop, so I ain't got all my screens and everything. I'm in a bit of a mess. But... So this is obviously uh, the Game Week 22 FDRs that we have looked at already, but it's kind of just nicely presenting all the matches on one screen. 
for both attack and defensive FTR. And then it gives the next five, so 23 as well onwards. Um, I guess my main takeaway here is that Arsenal at 15.1 looks pretty damn good over the next five or six. So th- that's kind of one thing I just want to pull out. That's Neymar, that's the long range. That's further away. So this is the next oh, okay. five. Okay, so, so 17.9 still. So, so they're top the, for both, right? That's adding, that's adding attack and defence together. So you've got 10.1 attack, 7.8 defence. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the overall, for an overall perspective of who you're probably looking at wanting to own, there you go. It tells you you've got a very, very strong template of Arsenal, Manchester City and Manchester United, realistically. The issue you've got is the blank. Newcastle right. and Brighton sneak yeah. in there. And, and, and bear in mind, I think, I think, in fact, I'm quite certain. Now I know that I don't think I don't think I took them out in 25. So bear in mind that number will drop for Manchester United because I didn't have a chance to update it. Makes um, sense. So, so yeah, well, we'll, we'll that will going, be for next week. But yeah, I mean, I think it's very clear. If you look at that, it's nice and straightforward. Look at that. Look at that Leeds matchup for Manchester United. It is as tasty AF. So zonals as well. Um, so anyone on podcast, one hour, 24. Um, the zonal matchups for the next five, long range and 22. Um, I guess just from a Man United perspective, um, there's a strong central zonal at 3.4 against Palace. And then there's a strong 3.9 and 4 in the centre and right against Leeds. Um, any love for Anthony on the right? Or is Sancho being back in training enough of a worry to avoid Anthony? And what about Vegos, right? Like, do you go for him after what he did to us last year? A double year? game week? Owning Vegos for a double game week? Are you fucking mad? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's not, the, it's not the worst shout, if I'm honest with you. It's not, the, it's, not the, it's not the worst shout. But, I mean, again, these that third forward position is so valuable right now. You know, would you do that instead? No, I don't think so. No, I think um so just going so this is just a matchup summary, a nice clean slide, one hour twenty-five for anyone on the pod who or if you're watching back on VOD and you want to pause it. We are gonna to go to the captaincy metric and then get to some questions because we're already one hour twenty-five and there's a lot of yep. questions that I've starred. Before we do that, to give us a moment's breather and to give everyone some comedy, I am going to show you the videos of our hauler, Dread FPL. Um <laughs> And these are, there's only like 15 seconds, but it's basically Dred's reaction at halftime when it looked like Rashford was being subbed off for United in the first double game week. And then it's Dred's reaction at full time when Rashford is hauled. So I just want you to see what the FPL meets are like and bring it to life a bit. So if you are free on the 18th of Feb in London or Manchester, do feel free to come along and generally like do reach out. But I'm just going to show some videos while you go, Gabe. So Let's start with the three-second clip of the Rashford injury, I think. So let me... I'm trying to see if I can put us somewhere on the side. Let's do this. Nope. Let's try this one. So let's try this, because one of them is vertical. But okay, so this is the first three seconds of his face in his hand. So he's done, he's done, were the words uh, going through. He's done, he's done, he's injured. This was then people serenading Dread about the injury and saying Rashford was going to be subbed off. Cheerio, cheerio, triple captain Rashford in the bin. He didn't triple captain as he clarifies at the end. I knew Boone would be in there. I knew Boone would be in there causing trouble. 
So he's only captained him, to be fair. Um, and then this was at full time after the Rashford Hall. Uh, Dredd is a different man at the end of the matches. So big love to Dredd, who, as you'll notice, was smiling even when things were looking at their worst for a double game week blank on the cards. One point a sub in the first match, but he still kept smiling through it all. Speaking of smiles really quickly, if if our stream has made you smile even once, can you just show us that you that you like smiling by hitting the like on, on the stream? That, that's it. I don't even think we should show him the captain metric. If there's only seven likes, they can't fuck off. No, no, there aren't. There, there are way more. No, there, there's, there's, there's I don't know more. what it keeps looking at. There are 31. We got 31. Zaki lost it. No, no, no. When you join YouTube, it sticks to the number. No, no, it sticks to the number you joined the stream on. So unless you quit the stream and come back, it doesn't show you. See, I, I was just about to slam the laptop shut and go and go down for it. Go down All right, for let's it. do the captaincy metric intro <laughs> jingle, and then we will reveal that Wambisaka is top of the metric. Oh, All right, take it away, Mariner. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's uh, obvious, isn't it? It's Marcus Rashford by a distance. A distance. Nailed. Hall-wise, okay. Um, and these are average these minutes actually are the predicted minutes. Uh are the sorry, the average minutes, I should say, times by two. So so this is basically the fact that his hall um is there fairly nailed. Hall-wise, okay. Against Bruno, who hasn't hauled at all in the last six. So bear that in mind, guys. Uh, returns, um, Rashford slightly over Bruno is in second. Points-wise, Rashford slightly over Bruno. Net XG, about the same. That actually takes into involvement. Fixture difficulties are the same, obviously. And, it, and then Rashford just edges the predictions. But the haul, the Rashford's haul, the ability to haul is what's pulled... Um, is what pulls Rash pulls Rashford away from Bruno in the um, in the overall thing. So Rashford, then Bruno, then Odegaard. Look, who is still sat there wow. and is quite frankly will be a captain for this pretty soon. And it, you know you can only need to look at that and you can see that Odegaard's going to run home pretty close next week, isn't he? I have two major problems with your captaincy metric this week. What? Casemiro is not there, and Mitoma is not I'm in there. Bloody Greece. <laughs> you have fucking Darwin Nunez on it for Christ's sake. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> and you don't right. have Kaoru Mitoma. That's just to piss you off. That's <laughs> exactly. That's an insult <laughs> right there. <laughs> so I'm gonna look. I'm gonna I mean, end broadcast add, right now. <laughs> we can add. We can add anyone in, but the thing is, at this moment in time, it's it takes time to add these players in. You've got to do some. I've got to do some work in the background. And I haven't got my systems because I'm away, so I can't do this sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, cheap. fair point. I mean, we do try, it. we do try to add these players in as they become useful. But I mean, let's face it, I don't think if you look at Mitoma, how many how many how many returns has he had in the last six game weeks? It's like I'll a pop quiz. Just I mean, you know, I'm just asking out loud here. I don't want to answer it because I haven't had them. I haven't owned them. No. 
No, well, it's gonna. He's got a few, hasn't he? But I, I think has really... four returns in the last four, including one haul of ten points against Leicester yeah. last game week. So he's got four returns. That's two. That's that's a two, a one, and a one, right? And one black. So it's only four returns, right? That's not as many as. Um, that's not as many as some of these players in here. Then you actually, it would have been a good fixture difficulty. He would have been in the top. He would have been in the top seven or eight, I would guess. If 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 you just yeah. asked me where he would pop out, he wouldn't be at the top. Rashford is Rashford. These double game weekers and absolute standouts this week. Both of those two. That's what tells you, Nima. Again, Casemiro is very highly in the algo though. Gabe is only just behind Bruno, but it works okay. out slightly differently. Interesting. Just just behind Bruno, huh? Yeah. So or you are five very million less. We are yeah, exactly. We are very, very close to this. And four points less, by the way. Yeah. And and potentially four point mm. serving as well. It's a, it's, a mm. mm-hmm. it's a shit, isn't it? Um then you've got Haaland and Tony. Tony's still sat there, look, fifth cooing quite well and trippier the trippier and short. Six and seven. There we go. So yeah, that's it. Rashford, triple captain. If you're not idiots like us and you haven't done it, I personally, I think, if I was still holding my triple captainship this week, I think I would deploy it. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, just in terms of the United lineup for the cup game tonight. So Luke Shaw's back in after missing a couple of games. He, he's back into the starting lineup. Jaden Sancho and Marshall are both on the bench. And um, Rashford's getting a nice rest ahead of this double. Oh, there we the go. The only first team player getting a rest. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Because as, as Dredd says, after Bruno's uh, brace and assist tonight, it's going to be another 500k transfers in for him. So, <laughs> we need to be careful here. All right, let's go to. Um... I... Yes, I, I hope you know, it gets a little calf strain or something, gets a little niggle, nothing too serious. But all those people that went early will be. And then everybody will be jumping in on Casemiro. <laughs> you see Bruno get like a kind of free week injury and then Ten Hag says in the presser I'm going to play Casemiro at number 10 for the next two games exactly. <laughs> that would be the ideal kind of outcome but I don't see it coming and I don't wish injury on anyone just to be clear no of course not so a few thank yous to the haulers who support the channel on YouTube and some Patreon members on podcast so Patreon first we have Michael Winder and Lucy Ngan our super haulers on YouTube, Harbour Boy, Daddy Bot, Greenback Golf, Tahar, FPL Robbie, our haulers, William, Tusk, Catherine, Dom, Claire, FPL DG Boy, Akshay, Seahunt, Lindsay, Davindra Raj, Fancy Football Casuals, Tom Gorushk, Blonde, S. Scott is M, FPL Teacher, Oscar Arias, Doni FPL, FPL Mike Halpin, Kevin Rose, FPL Safa, Podner, FPL Craig, and Dread FPL. So thank you to all roughly 30 of you. The um, film star, Dread. Yeah, Dredd, um, I've, I've shown you his reactions. Maybe one week, if he gives me permission, I'll show you clips of his band performing, which is honestly incredible. But um, that aside, if you want to become a hauler um, on YouTube, you can just click the join button to become a member or on patreon.com forward slash net that hall. If you're a podcast listener, we will release kind of the data you've seen today, the FDR, NetXG Zonals, headed matchups, everything, generally into the Discord channel um, a few days in advance. And Oops. we can obviously have a small community <laughs> of us Oops for this Oops. week. When Mariner is not traveling for business, that is. Um, but yeah, if you want to support the channel uh, for a few quid a month, it would be great. And um, yeah, we just chat to the community and they were building a lovely little community. And 
obviously we will now go to the q a and i will start with the four questions from discord and then the starred ones in the live chat i'm gonna come back to the mini league um so in the live so in the discord we have from Greenback Golfer, and we're going to do this quick fire, guys, because we're one out of 35. So I might just pick one of you to answer each one. So starting with Mariner, then Gabe, then me, and we just keep going oh, through. God, what question have so I So you're got? first. So he says, uh, Greenback Golfer <laughs> says, my, my team sets up well for a bench boost this week. Is there likely to be a double game week with more of the teams we are targeting? Even if so, should I just go for it anyway, knowing that it sets up well now, League Cup injury depending? I'll let you take that away unless you want me to do the double game question. Well, I don't know who's on the... I mean, first things first, I don't know what his, what his team is with respect to his saying it sets up well. But look, from my side of things, um, surely we're going to deploy our bench boost probably, like we say, probably pretty pretty close to your wild card. I don't know how big 34 is. 34, isn't it? Where the, So 29 another, will be the biggest, but 34 will probably be the second biggest. 34 will be biggest. another one, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I would wait for 34 personally. Um, it just depends. It's just, I mean, sometimes... Yeah, let us know in the in chat who you. your team is, like in the Discord. Yeah, who would you? Be, who were you bench boosting? Who are you bench boosting, I think, is that question. Yeah, definitely. So, and then Harbour Boy question for you, Gabe. So what's better, trying to get an extra double game week player in a double game week or trying to get an extra single game week player in a blank game week? Are they essentially the same thing? An extra player... Or is there some subtle differences we should be considering? I mean, the difference is which player, excuse me, I'm <coughs> coughing a little bit. <laughs> the, the, the difference is which player and, and what the matchup is, I think. I think seeing, looking at it in a vacuum like that is a little bit difficult. Yeah, no, I think, again, let us know who the two players are. But, like, if it was, say, Casemiro versus Matoma, it's not a good example because he blanks. But let's say Matoma wasn't blanking. I would get Matoma this week over Casemiro. So I think it right. very much depends on the players. So, again, Harbour Boy, let us know in the right. Discord before deadline. <laughs> FPL Hunt, Haaland uh, triple captain in 23 or Rashford triple captain in 22? I guess it's my turn um, in the rotation. Yeah, so go on. I would go yeah. for Rashford. Yeah, I would just go for Rashford now. Rested tonight. Incredible player for Man United this season. Their main threat. Most of the output comes through him. And I just think this is an ideal time to go for him with two home fixtures. I don't think the away game at the Emirates for City is great. And say what we like about Villa, but you know, World Cup winner Emmy Martinez and um, his friend Unai Emery might have something to say about that fixture too. So I genuinely don't think that those are better matchups uh, in 23 for Haaland. And I would just go for Ashford now. And then a final question from Claire. And then we'll go to the live chat questions that we've got through the show. So Claire's not done any of her transfers yet. She was waiting for tonight's game to be played. She was thinking maybe Casemiro in for Almiron. Obviously, we talked a bit about that today so far. And she said if she were to do that, she would have to bench KDB or Kane. So is it worth rolling the free transfer this mm. week because Almiron faces Bournemouth in 23? Um, would you do Casemiro in for Almiron this week and bench one of KDB or Kane? I don't think I would. No, no. I, I, no. no. Not no, if you're going to okay. bench in one of those. That seems, seems a bit of a waste if you ask me. Cool. I'm just going to pull up the questions then that we have in the chat. I'm just starring a few that we missed. Cool. Okay, let's go to that. Some of these are not questions. Um, they're just comments or I just wanted to shout out a few people who tuned in live. So 
there's not 35 questions i promise it's going to be a lot less than that i will rapidly get us through them so akshay is going to go for rash for triple captain this week so that just wanted to put that out there good to see you akshay akib was asking um he was asking ray but i guess we can all answer it who will take penalties for arsenal now saka Jorginho, odegaard arsenal have only had one penalty this season saka took it saka will probably continue taking them i don't see Jorginho taking them from him but that is a good question i think the refs aren't going to give Arsenal penalties, is my conclusion. So, yeah, yeah. make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Uh, Elron cupboard up the workers. Up the work. Up the was. You guys, I think, for you know, just you, you're traveling for business. Some of these messages are from like two hours ago in the show, so they might not make sense to you now. But you just got to try and think back to where you were mentally back then. Um, um. FPL teacher <laughs> checked out. I think we need to consider that when we use a bench boost, our bench will be majority 4.5 million defenders and 5 million mids. All comes down to how well they do. Um, I prefer to have two games for them, though, than one. Yeah, so it's what I was saying. That's the point. Four double you know, game weakers, they might yeah. still be 4 and 4.5 mil defenders and forwards, but I, you know, I would prefer that they have two games, thank you very much. And that's where I think it comes back to that bench boost. Because the question is, what would they be now, right? Like, if, like let's say, for example, we had someone in the Discord asking about bench boosting this week. That's probably still going to be a four million goalkeeper, a four point five mid, a four million defender. Bueno, so, Bueno against Liverpool. But that's what I mean. Um, so it's the same players, you know? and I'd still rather they have two fixtures than one. Yeah. Obviously, Ward, with the Ward, yeah. Ward probably you'd be bench boosting Ward this week. Exactly. Bueno. <laughs> Quick shout out to Ray who tuned in live. Evening, mate. Um, Nick Khan. It seems like there's still so much that's unknown about the blanks and doubles. What can you do for twenty two and twenty three to prep in the interim? This is a good question. I'll, if anyone wants to give I'll a answer that. Response. Just play play what's in front of you. Very straightforward. Agreed, yeah. Agreed. Play these two doubles. Don't worry about anything else yet. The, the main reason I showed the strategy earlier from Harry and Ben Krillin was to say that you should probably triple captain in the coming two and then like think about your chip strategy later. Um, Akib asks you, I've got some non-FPL questions here too. Do you book a presidential suite for today's show, Marin? <laughs> It looks like one, that's for it's sure. Not bad. It looks pretty good, yeah. It's all right. You um, see the view outside, although it is very yeah. dark now. If, if, so you're, if, your whole, if your hotel room has chairs as well, it's a nice. It's very nice, and I've got a wonderful view of the bay as well. But uh, the, the problem is it's about 25 degrees too cold. You're not used to this coming from <laughs> Singapore, I can imagine. <laughs> so FPL teacher, we've already answered this one for Lucien. Um, Arsenal won one penalty this season. KK was just saying Meats is a lot of fun after we talked about Meats. Good to see Dread. Obviously, we've put him in the limelight with those videos without his permission. So I hope he'll forgive me. Um, Colm Boogler tuned in live as well. Good to see him. Uh, James actually just had another comment, which was, is there anyone in the FPL community that nails player name pronunciations like Gabe? The answer is no. Certainly not me. Appreciate that, James. Thank you. It's certainly not me. <laughs> um, Keep so going. FPL Popo. He's going to triple captain Bruno this week. And Gabe said that Matoma will outscore him. So he's having a yeah. bit of a panic attack I think there. I, I think I might have responded and said, I think Gabe's been on the loopy juice. But anyway, there we go. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah, I think Popo uh, agrees. <laughs> um, I like KK's comment here. So when I mentioned Juan Bissaka, he talked about Lissandra Martinez. If I didn't go for mm. Bruno or I can't get to him without selling KDB, for example, or Kane. I, maybe Martinez is quite a nice one with the aerial threat, as you say. Um, but I, I question the aerial threat. So Arsenal have conceded one-headed goal this season. Um, it was to Martinez. 
and Ramsdale was flapping around and it was a goalkeeper mistake. Um, I'm not convinced that Sandro Martinez has got much-headed goals in him. Is he a bit concerned about his washing machine? I'm not sure of the rest. Aerial, it's a washing powder, isn't it? Oh, no, I see. Probably, okay. You probably don't do your washing. I, you probably get your wife to do it. I was thinking, I was thinking Little Mermaid. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I was. laughs> we were all thinking completely different things. Um, so, Combs says Chelsea playing Hold My Beer with Forest when buying players. Podner question Does Haaland outscore a double game week player this week? And was up Podner's? Not, I'm hmm. not sure he does. I'm not sure. I can put the though. captaincy metric back on the screen very quickly while you answer that if you like. So, uh, so for example, Holland versus let's just Rashford. say Bruno Fernandes. Oh, Bruno, yeah. Sorry, go Bruno. Uh, well, it doesn't suggest it, does it? Um, although it's not, he's not a million miles away. Uh, I think the, if, the if thing Bruno gets the... two small returns and Holland yeah. hauls. It should be about well, even. Yeah, but and, two. Yeah, but he's got two bloody games, right? I mean, and the yeah, but look at the hall, right? Where Bruno's Hall is two, and Holland's is ninety-six. We had this last year, didn't we? We had this last year where, where Bruno did nothing, and then the double week, then the double, then the the game week, double game True. week came, and look what happened. So we may see it again. I I don't know that I triple. I don't know. I, I don't know I'd triple captain him, but uh, Bruno. But can Hall? Can Holland Hall? Of course he can. But like, I wouldn't be triple captaining Holland. The fixture field doesn't doesn't support him either, right? That's the other thing. Look at that fixture field. It doesn't support that. Let's go to, uh, and I'm going to rapid fire. This one's for you, Gabe. Um, From Natajak, should I start Botman or White? Double Newcastle defence or spread the risk? So so Trippier wouldn't get you any game anyway. So I think I would play both. I would probably bench White as much as I hate to say it. Um, I don't think he's really spreading risk as such because White is probably a differential in your team and there's going to be much no, more I, ownership I would, for Newcastle. You would try to find play, a way to play I would all play of White. Them. Yeah, I, I would bench definitely. someone like bench bench Mitrovic, bench Almiron. Um, yeah. There are, there are Do certain you, players. Just don't bench KDB bench. or Haaland for him, please. Yeah. Or Kane, don't bench KDB, don't bench Kane, don't bench... So Val asks, Almiron to Rodrigo for a minus four hit. I think we've concluded throughout the show no. that probably not. Um, let's go to the next one. Thomas Jones, selling Almiron to Saka is where he's at at the moment, funded by Salah to Bruno. I actually really like that, getting in Saka from now. I like it. And you, I'm guessing that will be your third yeah. Arsenal player for next week. Well, and is you get is that necessary to, to use two transfers now, this week, knowing that, you know, I mean, can you just... It depends how much you back Saka versus transfer. Everton, right? I yeah. think it just depends how much you back him. And I, I do agree. I know what you mean, but I just uh, that Arsenal so, early Arsenal move to this week. I'm not quite sure it's necessary. We could have some other things we've got to deal with next week, and then you're hitting, and then you're taking hits. I, th- I think it depends who who the first bench is. So you, you could bench Almirón and say say your first bench is Ben White, for example. Then then don't make that move to Saka. Just play Ben White, bench Almirón, and then, and do then it next see week, which like Arsenal saying, plays no, no. you on next week. Yeah, yeah. that that could be an yeah. option. Um, so we've already discussed the injury rumours on Rodrigo. We don't know anything about that. Um, Blue Danube Joe says, for some reason I own Julian Alvarez. What do I do with him, Gabe? Nima, you need to answer that because you own uh, Reese James. Reese James, like, Reese James is injured. <laughs> at least Alvarez like had hopes of minutes. Um, at least the guy came on off the bench or something. But um, 
it, it's tough, so, but like I'm assuming you, you, you he's a third city player. Like I, I would be getting rid at this stage. Um, I, I just yeah, feel yeah. like Greenish and Morris have made to. their way in. Like they've gotten into Pep's good books. Morris is playing incredibly well. Um, such I, I just, a waste of that third spot for City, and such a waste for you, and yeah. such a waste for your third forward spot as well. It's a sell, sell, I think it's sell, sell. Yeah. sell quick. So don't, a, don't do a Nima and hold players for weeks <laughs> and weeks when you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> right, what I think Dallow, someone Dallow? mentioned. Someone mentioned. Doesn't Dallow have COVID? Someone has COVID. So Dallow is still not is even on still the bench out? tonight. He's not on the bench tonight, yeah. which is not appeal. That is worrying, Andy. Um, and seeing as we need to win the SKLW tournament for Scout, the community tournament. If you keep Dallow, I might bench you this week. And you'll go from striker who scored a goal to benched player. So make up Gabe, that info Gabe, what you Gabe, will. Gabe, he's we, he's we still flagged at 50%. We can't, we can't talk to the enemy right? anyway about this. I don't know why we're even on a show with him. We're competing especially, against him. Especially since team, they're yeah. beating us in the table right now. We've, only we've just, dropped. Only, only just. To be only fair, just. you guys we're really helped us out. Um, I don't know if you saw the um, there was an article written with an update about what had happened in the last fixture. And I'm just going to show it to you because they actually mentioned me in your matchup. So when they analyze your matchup, they specifically talk about mm, me, which I is quite hilarious. That. So they say Carfu good men, which were the league leaders, uh, FPL juice guys, zero Neto, that Holland, obviously the net, that whole team that gave and new captain, um, two nil for you guys, your victory against yeah. them meant that we could go first in my name. Wow. team. So what okay. it says, is, where has it all gone wrong for Kafu good men? They were riding high until the last few weeks, but rumors of skullduggery are emerging as Nima, leader of the Neymarless ones, puts in a call to his old mate, FPL Lens, to make sure that Neto that Harlem took care of business. Uh, <laughs> they also talk about well hey, done to right. Akib with his 94 score and two goals. And you could win this tie despite benching Mark Southern, who scored 97. Blind me. Well, he's shit. What do you expect? <laughs> All right, I'm going to edit that out of the podcast. Um, Mark will be on the bench. Year. Hey, Mark will be on the he he'll be on the bench until he starts showing up and sharing his team. Yeah, with he's us. not in it. He's not in our chat, so he doesn't share his team. So well, I'll bench him. Just keep there enough. That makes sense. Well, um, yeah, this is a community tournament, Nima, and we are a part. You and you and us look, are part of the same community. I love Mark. I love Mark. The really, Netta Hall forest, community. I love Mark. Really, he's a Forest fan. <laughs> you wait till I. You wait till I yeah. get my John Terry. He's a sweet guy. You wait till I do oh, my yeah. Terry. Yeah, you'll because be if you win the league, I'll be there. But you know what's yeah, even worse, Mariner? The Scout Community Tournament Award Ceremony and Trophy Giving is on May 28th at FPL Meets in London. So if Neto that Holland wins, I will shamelessly take your trophy. I will film it and I will come on the show and I, I, I very much doubt it. I, I, I very much doubt it because I'm telling you now, there is no way on earth are you taking any more of our credit. You're gonna, no, you're we're, gonna, we're, he's we're, gonna fly, he's gonna fly to London <laughs> to make sure he gets the goddamn trophy. Well, yeah, we're, we're gonna do a fundraiser. We're gonna get Mariner and me in London to, to receive that award. <laughs> let's you will be dragging you behind us on a leash. All right, let's do these Boys, questions and get out before it gets too hard. Christ Almighty, we've got gabbling away like three old women. Oh, Go so this wasn't a question. Okay, so we answered that one. Um, okay, so just Elrond Cupboard. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to see Enketia doing well. I think just my one point on that is you were spot on game. So there's a PT he's been working with for the last two years and he's been focusing on like his diet, his workouts. 
He's been focusing on building a lot of strength and getting that strength to actually impact his performances in game. So he's no longer just like a fox in the box from a few mm. years ago. So it's just so nice to see that his genuine hard work and keeping his head down and waiting for opportunities to get into the first team when he could, he's really taken that and embraced it. And he's doing so much more than I thought he was capable of. So yeah, very happy to see that. <laughs> Balls to the Neymar. This one. Who to bench this week? <laughs> Matoma or White? I think that's a White for me, Akib. Um, play them both. Play <laughs> play them both. Bench Mitrovic, guys. If you have Mitrovic, just bloody bench him. Saka or Odegaard? <laughs> I have more money in the bank than a corrupt member of the royal family from Elvron Cupboard. So Odegaard appears hotly in the captaincy metric, right? But the question is, um, do do we think that he's the best asset? Because the way I look at it is, he's got like, I'd say he has the best chance creation numbers since the restart, and Ketia has the best goal scoring numbers. Saka doesn't appear top for any of those metrics, but he is probably Arsenal's main man when it's an even game state. So whenever it's nil-nil, 1-1, one, one, it's a draw. I feel like it's Saka who we rely on to actually go and get mm. us ahead. And for that reason alone, I think Saka is so vital. I would try to get to a scenario where you can have Saka, Odegaard and Nketiah as a triple Arsenal attack for next week. If you can somehow get there, fantastic. I have White, so I'd have to sell him, which I might do for a hit to get there. <laughs> But I think on that note, like I would still go Saka over Odegaard if money is no problem and it doesn't price you out of anything. Um, I, I'm not convinced that like Odegaard was taking a lot of shots in the box. That's true, taking more shots than he's ever done before. But I still do think that Enketiah and Saka are the two main guys from a goal scoring point of view. Um, one for you, uh, Mariner, about oh, Morris. Is he a good target for next game week? <laughs> not if I buy him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is, yes. As far as, as as it stands right now, yes, I think he's a very, very good target, yes. Cool. Um, Akim Nima is reading prehistoric questions. That's what threw you, Mariner, I think. Oh, the workers, up the workers, all the workers on strike in the UK, teachers, uh-huh. nurses, train drivers. Let's start the revolution and take them down. We can't, yes. I mean, in Singapore, they'd all be in prison. Right, carry they on. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Any, so FBL teacher asks, any, any Liverpoolian assets you guys foresee having a revival soon? I can't recall the last time the fullbacks were in the conversation. What about Harvey Elliott? Um, I can't make up my mind on Elliot. I honestly don't know what I think about him. He, he pops up with these goals quite frequently. I'm not sure if he's like good enough to be a starter at Liverpool just yet. And the other players will be back soon enough. He's I, I could mess. probably go for Trent, I'm going to say. I would go for nah. Trent just because. No, not no. now, but like if they get no. the double. Just because with Cancelo leaving the country, I'm you need to spend your money on points. Yeah, so like I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm not gonna make my fifth. Reese James. I'm not gonna do like Andreas to like a six mil, or I'm not gonna do like a four point five forward to a five point eight mil forward, and then have eight forwards that I have to bench one every week. I'm gonna keep my bench in a three five two or a three four three. So where is that money going? Like the Newcastle defenders are cheap. All the defenders are cheap. So. I would spend my money somewhere. Like, I would, I would sooner spend I, I, it on Darwin Nunes than, than Trent. Uh, the way their defense no, is it, shite, it's crap. Re- revival, you, you want a revival? Dilo Jota, Jota okay. will, will be the well, Liverpool's uh, revival when he's back. When he's, back. he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's only a couple of weeks out. Yeah, well, that that could change them. And I mean, look, I, I and I do think there's going to come a stage where, like you said, we might have more money than. Uh, 
you know, there's some corrupt royal family, as someone as, as someone mentioned. But I tell you what, I think there will come a time before the end of the season when the money will get tight again. I think that these these assets, the more expensive assets, will come back into the game. I think. Yeah. Next what question. do we have here? So yeah, so this was just Colm asking about bench boost in thirty four. Um, as 20 isn't 28 a blank. So he was saying maybe wild carding in 27, free hit 28, bench boost in 29. So I think the issue with that Ooh. is that I'm not convinced we will know what the double game week 29 doubles are pre game week 27 mm. deadline. Right. And then there's an entire international break between 28 and 29. And if you can get seven players in 28 without a free hit with triple Arsenal, triple Newcastle and Kepa and use two transfers to get to Villa potentially, as we were saying at the beginning, like I, I just feel like you might as well then free hit in 29 and get loads of like 11 double game because that are solid instead of shit bench players. Mm-hmm. Wild card in 33 bench players in 34, I think is for me. I few last me, the issue, the issue with that, right, is doing what I did last year and I played all my chips all within four weeks of each other and literally, and then I had to hang on for grim death for that last bit. And I think that strikes me as another one of those hanging on for grim death. But more to the point, 30, yeah. yeah, but more to the point, left. More to the point, you don't know what's happening, and that could re- that could really scupper you, you know. Yeah. That cause cause you a lot of trouble. Quick shout out to C Hunt, one of our haulers who's here. Question from Steve Sedman: Marshall to Enketia and Salah to Bruno minus four. I would wait to see how many minutes Marshall gets tonight. He is tough stomaching selling a double game weeker for a hit. Do you already have triple United, and the only way you can get Bruno is selling Marshall? If so, then I would probably take <clears> this hit. Um, Otherwise, along with this move, I would probably do it because that will probably get them their third Arsenal asset for next week and a third United asset for this week, potentially. So I think it's a good enough move, Steve. Um, it's just painful to sell Marshall before he's game week. But... I'm not sure there will be that many hits this week, though, to be honest. I don't feel that everybody's scrambling around trying to get these extra players in. That's no, one thing. That's because they have freed them. But that's because they have already got United. them. But then they'll be taking hits them. next week when Steve won't be because he already has Enketia, for example. Yeah. So I yeah. think he's just doing the hit in a different week, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. C Hunt's question is: Do you think Pep starts Alvarez over KDB again this week? Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, does anybody know what he's doing anymore? I've virtually given up. Oh. I, I, I'm not. I'm not qualified to predict what that. <laughs> Fucker's gonna do anymore. I, I, I don't think he gets so many like times by it. I can't see it. Yeah, but Surely KDB's he's not gonna get rested back to back like that. KDB's not gonna be rested back to so. back like that. That's yeah. by the way, guys. My signal is not letting me yeah. click the questions. So if you can click KK's okay, question, I, I, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. KK, question of the group what to do with Ferguson? What's up with him? Oh, he's gone. Oh. Name was gone. <laughs> <laughs> my signal has dropped him out. Uh, what to do with Ferguson? I mean, hold hold for now, right? Or 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 depends who you have. And, and Katia is a good option, but I think Ferguson is a fine hold. What is he? Five million. Uh, Ferguson less, isn't he? Is Ferguson very cheap. Less than five. I don't think so. very cheap. I think he was four, four and a half, isn't he? Ferguson. I'm sure. No, maybe um, he's five. Maybe he's five. I can't Ferguson four point six. You're right. 4. So 6. Yeah, do it. hold Ferguson. He's an easy hold. Easy hold. He's yeah. a starter. He's fine. Um, Andy Mack, Neymar less ones for the W. Nope, not happening, no. Andy. Sorry, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, ho- I hope you're having fun with Neymar at least because you're not winning anything, so um, you might as well have fun. <laughs> Just for free, right? Well, so we got let's, let's see anything else down um, there, or are we about to get out of here? 
In Ketia Ake with a hit or Mitrovic? What? In Ketia Ake with a hit or Mitrovic Gabriel? What? I mean, maybe I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, moving on to the next one. Here's the next one. Sell Almiron <laughs> or Mitro first? <laughs> I, I would sell Almiron before, uh, before Mitro. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? See, I might do the as much as I said I might hold Mitrovic. I think I might keep Almer on this week, oddly enough, and and sell Mitrovic right. because you know. <laughs> anyway, there we go. He, he back? Is he here? I can see him. Oh, there he is. I don't know. You hear me? I don't yes, think I can hear. hear I can hear oh, you. you. Can. Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in now. But just just in time for the for the goodbyes, name. I think we've done all the questions. Well, you just got to put the mini league up and give the mini league quick shout, and then we're going. Yeah. Yes, I will um, put these back up because it has lost everything from when I dropped <laughs> out the channel. There we go. I can't even read that. Is it Gun? What is it? Gunner 007 at to on the top? Is it? It is Hatem Kitana, thirteen fifty eight. Wow, Hatem, top of our mini league. We've got Inaki well. Sanzano second. Um, do you want to pronounce this team name? I don't think I have a clue, mate. I can't even read it. He so we have Delay. Gunner 007, Hatem Kitana in first. And second, Hijos del Delay um, by Iñaki, Iñaki Sansano. So we, we, we tell, he, he sends me DMs and stuff. That, that's, that's great to see him doing so well. Um, poorly managed team. Um, I, I can't read the name, so I'm just going to yeah, read the team names. Yeah, um, so poorly managed team, 89 this week, 1356 total. Um, marching on together, this is Liam something, uh, 80 scored 83 points this week. They're up to fourth place. Ex Bruno G, uh, down to fifth place. Rob Tyzak, I believe, with a nice 69 um, in the last game week. These are really hard to read. Um, yeah, don't worry. I'll totally change the screen for next week. Beast from the East, Center of Excellence. Spearless FC and Plus Grand are uh, round up the top 10 there. Right, nice one. There we go. All right, let's, let's get us out, get of, here. out of here. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, hit that like button, subscribe if you're new to the channel, and we will see you for the Double Gaming 23 episode next Wednesday at a similar time, I think. So thank you, everyone. It's been really nice to see everyone interacting in the chat today. Um, and yeah, just... Good luck. May your arrows be green. And um, hopefully we see you on the other side of a huge double game week 22, especially the triple captains. And and do me a favor, name a sell race, James. He's definitely surviving at least one more week. <laughs> I'll see you next week with G Reese James back on the menu, boys. Take care. Good Up luck, the Arsenal. Arsenal owners. Bye-bye. Up the Arsenal. See you guys. What? <laughs> Up the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs>